0: Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin. And I'm Aton, And welcome to another episode of BYBB Rewind. This episode, we will be looking at Backyard Big Brother MVPs. hmm Yes. So, this season we did in mid-August of this year, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was a good... What It didn't feel like a long time, but it was a good almost a year after season seven right yeah yeah we couldn't do because of covid restrictions anything really in between um not even a winter season Mm -hmm. um in between season seven and mvps and frankly even doing this podcast right now the fact that it's gonna be the 15th on monday which will have been like four three four months since the actual three, three, month, three months three months yeah. since the actual season took place that's crazy weird yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so it was almost a year but be- uh after season seven that we did mvps and uh yeah why did you want to do another um alumni season i was like why did you want to do another why did you want to do this again why did you want to do all star <laughs> Um, no, I feel like our I feel like our alumni seasons have been just like getting better and gradually better and better. I, I was like, there, no exit and deep freeze. I feel like sort of just sort of started to establish the format almost of MVPs. Well, and and establish the format for veteran seasons that they're not like the um, normal seasons. The comps are different and the twists are different. Um, and yeah, there's always a different dynamic when it comes to. Uh, depending on, like, who you're going to cast for it Mm -hmm. and how that could sort of work itself out. Um, And that's the thing. With each season that goes by, especially each newbie season that goes by, we sort of get a bigger and bigger pool of alumni that we can ask back. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Having having Season 7 happened a year prior, um, it put us in this sort of sweet spot of having all of the contestants from Season 7 to choose from um, and having them back without feeling like they, it was like, bam, you're like right back in the door after having just done it. Mind you, that hasn't always been the, like, the thing in the past. But season four happened in September, and then Deep Freeze, which four people from season four came back for, was just like three months afterwards. So, so it, it, it can not work out. But this what time especially, it felt like all the season seven people were like really Open to returning, because it had been a year. It had been a year. And also, um, not that they didn't get the full experience on Season 7, but uh, Season 7, we had to do basically 99% of the t- the entire season outdoors because of COVID restrictions. But um, now that uh, COVID restrictions were a little bit lighter, and we guaranteed that every single player had to be double-vaxxed. Um, to play. Uh, we could put, uh, we could bring people indoors and, uh, and outdoors. And so this time, the season seveners, we were happy that those that came back for MVPs got the full, full experience this time. Yeah. Yeah. So MVPs sort of, I think it spawned from like just having an idea of what to call another alumni season, just like changing up the name as we go along. And I actually think the idea for MVPs existed Prior to season six and seven. Oh, right. This was the season that kept getting pushed back and pushed back. We were going to do MVPs what felt like three years ago. And it kept being like, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So- I got Because yeah, I'm pretty sure I created the like banner with all of the V words before no exit. So yeah, it was like sometime yeah. around season six or after season six, this was supposed to be it. Mm-hmm. But the way that I guess creating the season progressed on paper meant that it couldn't be a winter season. Mm-hmm. There was something about it that was like, uh, I think it needs to be in this outside. And also, I didn't want to just regulate winter seasons to be the alumni seasons. Like all stars was outside. Oh, yeah. And so to just have a nice sort of bookend and continuation of like, okay, alumni seasons can take place somewhere outside of the winter. I was like, I was like, that's just how it's going to be just with the way that the MVPs competitions rolled out and everything like that for the theme, the high school theme, I think worked in pretty early on. um, And I think it was a good, it was a strong inspiration for how the comps developed and stuff like that. I feel like, the seasons after season five, so six, no exit, seven, MVPs, that's when things started to become a lot more theme-central when it comes to the sort of development of the seasons. Um, because while the seasons before, for, from five and before, had loose themes, I feel like a lot of the comp there could be random comps that had nothing to do with, with the theme of the season thrown in. Now... I really do use the theme of the season as a jumping off point when I have no ideas. Right. And alumni seasons, I find I am short ideas and I have to really come up with ideas because the comps can't be the same comps as the newbie seasons. The newbie seasons are easy because they... You can recycle a bunch of comps because they're all new people, so it's not like they've played them before. Exactly. And you want to put those staples in, like raise your glass and fill up frenzy and before after because... You know, these people haven't played them and like, and like when they, and if they're fans of the show, they'll be like, Ooh, mm-hmm. but when you bring back the alumni, you don't want them to have pre-studied or having knowledge of what could be coming up yeah, and, and stuff like that. It, it seems like Otev is really the only comp that's in all 11 seasons, right? Exactly. Yes, it is. Because yeah, it almost, you can't have a season of Big Brother without Otev. You kind of can. not Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And that's the thing. We've also adapted OTEV to it, the winter seasons indoors right. to make it more of a one at a time competition kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so that's the thing. It's it's that's the one comp that pretty much stays the same because it's it's general knowledge from the season. Gotcha. Um, and you know, some of the other comps are the are the same, like true or false things like that, but. By and large, you have to come up with some some different things that people aren't expecting. And I feel like MVPs was great for that. Uh, there were some comps, I think, with the time that it took to develop the season, and, like, we had to wait those 11 months to actually do the season, there were a lot of rewrites in some of the comps of just sitting there with it long enough and being like, you know what, that's not going to work. Right. It needs to change. It needs to change. Well, so, Well, let me tell you, just the comps were fine-tuned this season. They were so... Good, so I'm excited to go through all of them, and just the season in general, because I think the season was very, very successful. me too, yeah, so starting the season, I guess we just like started casting mm-hmm. um and so you know after uh after a good ten months off a ton you had to sort of get back on the horse there and I hate casting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And that's the tricky thing. With with us knowing that so many season seven people would be keen on playing, it was kind of the difficult decision to sort of single out three to four of them that we wanted to ask back. And that's always the tricky thing. I had this experience when we did All-Stars because we had literally three full seasons of people to pick from. The idea of you ask a list of people back and the other people that aren't asked back... Can think, oh, you don't want to insult them. Yeah, was I not good enough to be asked back? But most, like most of the time, I'd say ninety eight percent of the time, it's legitimately just a numbers thing. Mm -hmm. It's I have so many slots, and I don't want a bunch of people who either know each other or are from the same season to be on together, because then then that. Puts the others at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Now, with MVPs, that ended up sort of turning into the case, but it wasn't through a lack of trying. No. Against it. So, obviously, five people came back uh, from season seven. That's five out of nine of the entire cast. Now, we try, like I said, we try and avoid that. I asked so many people back from season five. Literally, none of them could do it yeah no, I, oh my god I asked she hang I asked Lucas, I asked Joseph, I asked Aaron, none of them could do it, and we we're dying to have them all back because um they're they're fantastic players and it's kind of insane that none of them have ever come back for another season so but it just it just didn't work out mm. um uh I asked some people I think I asked some people from Says yeah I, I mean I asked Abby um I, I, I asked people from every from literally every season mm. except for one <laughs> except for season one because we've used almost everyone. Back. yeah mind you, um, that was kind of our contingency plan for the season was that um, right off the bat, uh, Pez had uh, shown interest in wanting to play again. So we essentially assigned him as our like last minute backup so that we weren't put in the position of somebody or two people dropping out last minute. Um, we'd always, like, if we had Pez in our back pocket, we could all, we can throw him in whenever. Mm -hmm. So, he was always there, and I always sort of felt bad, because I was like, if things, if things are sort of flawless and go well, then I feel bad, like, having somebody that was sort of, sort of strung along waiting till the morning of to find out if they were gonna play, but... That's cushioned with the fact that Pez was going to be here watching no matter what, so that's always a sort of a nice thing. Yes. Yeah. Now it turns out nobody we did we didn't thankfully have any last minute dropouts, so unfortunately that mean that that means that Pez wasn't able to play, mm-hmm. and um, I think he was a little disappointed, and I felt a little bad that um, you know we kind of kept him hanging on uh, until last minute, but I'm sure uh, you know he he stuck around and he watched, and I, I'm sure that we will have him back as a player <laughs> very shortly. I'm sure. Yeah. So um our cast for this season was um so essentially we i mean there were the the season seveners that returned um all obviously huge personalities and Honestly, all so eager to come back and play. Yes. It's really flattering, and it makes you feel so good. When, you know, we asked Jenna one day, and she and she sent us a voice chat message just, like, freaking out. Ashley told us that when we asked her back, she started crying, <laughs> and she was with her grandmother or, or something oh like gosh. that. Um, and just, like you know there was the people that we you know that were sort of obvious to come back especially because of the way that things played out on their season like we had to have Noah back yeah and Owen the fact yes. that they had you know Noah had resulted in Owen's eviction and Owen was such a front runner on day 1 and all of a sudden got the rug pulled out from under yeah, him yeah out of nowhere and this sort of, he sort of would would he have learned from he said he was too trusting he was like i was too comfortable mm-hmm. so um and then it's like we brought and then and then lastly we brought Melody back as well who like that's the thing melody was the one that was just sort of like so behind the scenes on her season um and so it it was going to be interesting to see how how she came back especially like with her and Jenna and Ashley it was all of these people that were in this day 2 group together on season 7 But the question was going to be whether or not they all trust each other and whether or not um, they, like, that's what our sort of hope, I think, was for, was that with so many people coming back from Seven, would there be sort of subterfuge and this lack of trusting within their group that might cause them to splinter? Right. Because it was. It was the four... The, the the five people at back were the four people. What was the what was the? the fatal one? four. The fatal four. It was all four members of the fatal four, including Noah, who screwed them all over, and then Ashley, kind of that like girl from that kind of out of nowhere, made it further than all of them and almost won this season. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, we were like we knew that you're like, it's a little dicey to have five people back all from season seven, but we were holding on to hope that um, the paranoia would get to them and that that they would all turn against each other, (laughs) hopefully. And then the other four people that we had back, we had Dennis, who quickly has become, like, we have become one of his biggest fans, and I feel like he has become one of our biggest fans of BYBB, you know, from Season 5 and from Season 6, established as a very strong player, very good at comps, and um, just kind of... Um. Just kind of yeah. Uh, well, just, he's practically a member. Of, he's like a member of production now. Yeah, he. Really and that's is. the thing. You really have to show up consistently to be a member of like production. Production, and it's like Pez, Dahlia, Jackie, Dennis, and like mm-hmm. the two of us now. Mm-hmm. Um, are like are like are like the unit. So definitely had some like high hopes for him, and I feel like that's the thing. Dennis was good on five really good on six so it's just sort of this progression of like is he gonna get even better yeah or it was like or it's like or it's like when you're matched up against people that are just as good as you how is he gonna how's shake it out? gonna go yeah. yeah um and then we had matthew mm-hmm. now matthew was definitely one we were super excited to have back and he was like an instant yes he actually asked us before we could even ask oh, anyone right. it was the day we posted the 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 reveal of the season he asked us and we jumped at the opportunity because it was like because of deep freeze and well, it, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> what are you talking about what about deep freeze Aton, you were the first hoh and you set your sights on matthew and no <laughs> you gave you gave him a good hour and a half in the game you're welcome <laughs> Oh, my God. And that's the thing. Matthew is a great player. He won. Yes. He's tied with you for most number of HOH wins back to back to back. T. And, yeah, he's just a really, he's just, like, super fun and um, a great positive attitude always. Yes. And um, just a, a, a great player and one that we really respect. So we were like, absolutely. Come on in. Join the club. Mm-hmm. And then same with him. Actually, another member of the Deep Freeze group was mm-hmm. Carly. Oh, Carly. Um, when, like, I was holding off on asking her just because her last time playing Big Brother was on Deep Freeze. And sadly, she dropped out um, kind of the morning of day two due to illness. And then she was going to do The Mole season two. And she dropped out that morning. So, like, uh, you know, my... um. I was a little hes- i was—I was more than a little, little hesitant about asking her to come back to play something, just because things were left on a little bit of a dicey terms in sort of her reliability. To be totally honest with you, exactly, yeah. But when I, I was just like, "We need people." I adore Carly. She's in. The, she's a. She's truly a legendary player. One of when she came in second on season three, she established herself as one of the best players we've ever had. Yeah. And so when so when I asked her, and she was like, "Yes," and 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 she immediately addressed. She's like, "By the way, I've changed, and you you will have nothing to worry about. About I'm in, and I'm fully committed." I was like, "I almost I I almost cried. I was so happy to hear that she was back and better than ever, and I was I was so excited for her." Again. <laughs> um. And then uh, we the, our last person was Andrew. Mm-hmm. Andrew, who from season six. Also, got the short end of the stick, taken out in a twist. But that's the thing. Andrew won the battle back, came back, won some comps, made it all the way to third. And that's the thing. So it would be, it was interesting to see, what I was excited for Andrew to do was to play on a season that had a full cast. Yeah. Season six is Notorious, the season of, like, we were short people. There was a lot of messiness in regards to just, like, the production part of getting the season going. And so I wanted Andrew to be on a season full of people and full of people that were, like, ready to play the game. Season yeah. 6 is also notorious for having newbies that were kind of a little airhead, like, had their head in the clouds a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Not stupid. Not stupid, just, but, just, like, just sort of, like... Uh, hesitant to really dive head in. Yeah, like, not... I would say season six had the least number of super fans. Mm, mm. So, it, I wanted to see Andrew on a season full of super fans, full of a full cast of people, and just, like, yeah, and just to see how he navigated this time and whether or not that second out was accurate or was was a fluke or, you know, just, like, was it him actually sort of getting screwed over. So... Um, so that rounded out our full cast, which was super, super great. So we had nine people. hmm And to be honest with you, it was one of those eerie things, like season seven, where it was just like, everyone responded and everyone... Kept getting back saying, "Yeah, I'm good to go. Good to go. Good to go. See you then. See you then. Mm-hmm. See you then." Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. Um, last uh, one of our our last our latest dropouts. We did have Rich signed on to play. That is true from season three and All Stars, and we were super excited to have him back. Oh, and Deep Freeze. Yep. Oh, another another Deep Freezer. So yeah, Rich was going to play as well, but sadly he had to drop out last minute. And um, uh, I I think I don't know who it was that we got last minute, but well, anyway, it all worked, out. and that's why there was no black bandana because Rich was the black bandana yeah, originally, originally. So. Yeah, so we were like actually more than padded, um, mind you. Like you said, you had asked almost everybody that from five. that uh, like from five and 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 six and uh, you know and, and like just like covering the bases at least. Of, and like that's the thing we tried not to ask anyone that was on no exit or at least on on the previous yeah. alumni season. So yeah. So that happened, and we got everybody, and on the and we got good weather, mm-hmm. and on the day, uh, everyone showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind you, Carly had a little bit of a Jackie-ish. I mean, she wasn't. Carly showed up like at like twenty after twelve, which which we ha- you have a full hour to show up. Yeah. during introductions, I guess so- we would like people there at twelve, but. I think that's the thing. She showed up last, and it was it was sort of to the detriment of everyone else having been there. But I don't know how anyone could have anticipated the fact that like the almost all of the first five people there were almost all from seven. I know. Almost, almost all from seven. And I was, and that's when I was sort of like, oh, this might not be good for the non-season seveners because, um, like Ashley, Noah jenna and owen were like the first four there and they were and they were all like oh my god you and you and it was like that spider-man meme where they're all pointing <laughs> at each other and i was like well obviously i was like what else do you what else do you do but form an alliance i like when nobody else is there why not right yeah and it did seem like they were all pretty excited to see each other um ashley was the one that told me in private she, she was like when i saw the others there she was like she she said that she didn't feel great she was like they all voted like the first. The people that were there when Ashley showed up were the people that voted for her, I believe, to win. Oh, that's true. Except for Jenna, but like, but but Noah I don't think, don't think Jenna was there oh. yet. But like Noah, Owen, and Melody, and Melody all voted for her to win. Yes, and so she said, as soon as she walked in and saw that, she was like, "I'm in trouble because those people aren't going to let me get to the end again." That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because I believe, I I was like, then Dennis showed up, and then it was like, because like, I think Jenna was the second last person to show up. Okay, why? so then like, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, so that all worked out great. Sue was super excited. Everyone showed up, and we, you know, did our little opening spiel, and then, yeah, we kind of just jumped right into things. Um, It was nice to take everyone downstairs into the living room, because like I said, the season seven people didn't have that experience. And I remember I think it was it was during one of the comps or something on season seven that some people came downstairs to do I think the peg comp and they were like, Oh, that's cute at the memory wall. Like they hadn't seen it until like the second last mm-hmm. round of day two, and I was like, Oh my god, this is a staple. Like this is here all the time. You're supposed to ooh this from the start, but like the season seven people couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to bring everyone down. And show them the MVP's memory wall. Yes, and, and actually, they got a kick out of each other's pictures because they really didn't get to sort of like acknowledge them the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and as usual, fucking like Carly fucking hates her picture. And I said, <laughs> "You have to." I was like, "You have to be careful." It's like the photo that you submit your first season is like the photo you're stuck with for life, unless. Unless you win, that's the one veto thing you get because Jackie was able to change her picture after she won, and uh, actually Owen did that this time. He he didn't like his suit picture; he thought it was too stuffy. Yeah. So he sent us. So he sent us a different one before the season started. <laughs> um. Yeah. And so we bring everyone in. We announce it's MVPs, and that uh, expect the unexpected as usual. And we start with the first Hoh, right? Yep. Yeah. So. I, like, I feel like the first HOH is always um, s- sort of interesting or tricky on alumni seasons. It's the one week that kind of doesn't have a format unless I a default to, like, an endurance comp, but I like to, like, move that around on alumni seasons. So on Deep Freeze, it was like that hail counting competition. On No Exit, it was like the who do you trust, who do you don't trust from the newbies and the vets. Um. MVPs I took inspiration from All-Stars but it was like a better version of All-Stars. All-Stars was set up in the sense of it was like a it was a shifting gauntlet mm-hmm. of the nine people were split into three teams of 3 and the first round three were supposed to get eliminated and then the six would move on to the second round where they were split into three teams of 2 and then the four that progressed from there would go to the final round and then the top 2 would um, one would get immunity and one would win HOH based off of a ranking thing. Like, it was this gauntlet of stuff. Um, it, it worked out for the most part on All-Stars, but I wanted to make sure... I wanted to do something that was slightly different on MVPs and possibly um, live up to the name of MVPs. So it was about how well you did in the comp.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so that's why we are like, okay... Um, If you win one of... So, we're going to do three comps of three people, and based on how you do, if you win your comp, you're immune. So, like, that comp win got you something. I like that. Um, And then, I think there was a bit of back and forth on this, about whether or not winning, um, the winning three people would choose the HOH between themselves, or whether the six losers would vote between the three about who should be the HOH mm-hmm. but um i think we just decided in the end to have the three figure it out between themselves because it was sort of another perk of winning right exactly so um so the first comp that we did was called uh TP tornado which the three groups were 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 decided based off of um choosing little tiles out of the veto box uh, one with a toilet paper one with a dog and one with the, a um A graffiti symbol on it. Cool. Yeah. So, the toilet paper group, they competed in TP Tornado. And uh, so, that was uh, Jenna, Carly, and Matthew were competing in that. So, TP Tornado was a competition where uh, we wrapped a full uh, roll of toilet paper over the wooden beam of our gate. And uh, all three people had to race to unroll their roll of toilet paper from the gate uh, without breaking their, um, their chain of toilet paper. And so whoever unrolled their uh, toilet paper chain first, or whoever had the longest chain um, uh, before it breaking and dinging the bell would win the competition. Now, this proved to be a very challenging competition. It was virtually impossible, I feel like, to unroll the entire roll of toilet paper without breaking the chain. Well, it was like the split thing of it was you can go fast and try to win. And be like, I think the idea, nobody really thought of this, was like, everyone was like, okay, I'm going to rush to do it because I think it'll stay intact. No, all it took... Someone could have won this comp by being the slowest and just making sure that they didn't break their chain. Exactly. Mind you, I felt really bad for Carly because she had to jump and do this because we should have got her a step stool or something. Yeah. It was almost unfair. But it's the thing, she had like a 66% chance of not being in this competition, so that kind of sucked. Um so she kind of she had to jump and there was kind of no way of her doing it slowly, but anyways, she didn't actually come in last. No. Which she I will get she didn't. No, she, she, uh, actually, she, no, she hit the dinger first. Yes, but she had the smallest chain. No, I think Matthew did. You sure? I'm positive. Matt, uh, Matthew almost won. Jenna, Jenna only had like a four-piece chain oh, longer than that. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, so, so Carly's toilet paper ripped the most, but she actually was not the first to hit the dinger. That is true, yes. <laughs> She was fast. She was fast. That's funny. Um, so yeah, so... That one, and I, I liked that one. I, that was actually, that was the most rain-dependent comp, because I'm like, if it gets wet, if, the, if it's wet outside, I was Good like, luck. I was yeah. so, some soggy-ass <laughs> shit, I would have probably, guess we would have defaulted to string, I'm sure we have string laying around somewhere. We would have figured it out. But I was excited for that comp. I yeah. mean, that's the thing, that comp has a secret side to it, where you, if you risk it, you could win by just taking it slow. Yes. Um, um, so Matthew and Jenna both did very well. I think they, they, they took it slow. They let Carly do fast, do it fast and ring well, it. Well, the they didn't really take it slow. No? Let's not give them credit for but. that. They, 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 they were, like, Carly was just, like, going really fast because she had to jump. Uh-huh. The others were, were doing it, but they were ripping it as they went along. Like, I don't think there, there was not, that strategy of being slow and controlled was not, not in, used. it was not in effect. All right, well, fair enough. Um, but, uh... Anyway, Matthew and Jenna, I think, ding in around the same time. And they both had very long chains. And I I didn't know who was going to win it. So I was very methodical and uh, made sure I counted every square. But, um, like I I spoiled earlier, Jenna uh, had uh, beat Matthew's chain by, like, four pieces or something. Mm. So Jenna narrowly won that competition. Nice. So, Jenna... Received immunity, mm-hmm. and then we moved on to the second group. The, yes, the dog ate my homework competition. Yes, and everyone when they when they pulled the tile that had the little dog on it, they, I feel like they all got excited and they were like, "Oh my god! Like, what is it? Like, uh, what? Like, what's this comp gonna be?" And we were like, "Surprise! It's a secret math challenge." <laughs> <laughs> so in this competition, the uh, house guests had a bucket filled with um, puzzle, essentially puzzle pieces, paper mm-hmm. puzzle pieces that had been cut up. Um, The cut-up puzzle would reveal a math equation on it, and once you had successfully completed the puzzle, you actually had to finish the puzzle. You couldn't just uh, assume or, or confer what was on it and not put it together properly. You had to put it together properly and then run and hit the buzzer when you had the correct answer, when you had deduced the correct answer, and... It was, you had to figure it out through bed mass, which apparently is outdated, but I don't know what the new version of it is. If it gets you the same answer, it's not really, it can't be outdated if it gets you the same answer. <laughs> exactly. So we, we clarified that it was like, you have to use bed mass for this one. And uh, and uh, I remember th- th- I liked this competition as well. I thought I thought it went really well. Um, puzzles are either your thing or you're not, or they're not. Um, they are not Ashley's thing, apparently. <laughs> I remember uh, Ashley was struggling. Uh, Melody and Owen were very close, though. Yes. Uh, they uh, yeah. Melody definitely gave Owen a run for his money, but uh, w- um, maybe with uh, ten seconds uh, ahead of Melody, Owen put together his puzzle first. Uh, ding the bell. I think the answer was like 33 or 34 or something yep. and um, Owen Owen correctly solved it and he won the cons piece of cake when you're dealing with real estate numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah Owen handily wins that one and receives immunity. Mm-hmm. So the la- and then the last one, which was the graffiti symbol, we brought everyone back downstairs into the living room and um, the memory wall and the TV shifted. And it shifted to a vandalized version of the memory wall. Yes. Kind of similar to what we did on season four, um, except on season four, it was like cute mustaches and monocles and top hats and, and cigars. This yeah. season, it was like, you know, you're a slut, <laughs> Isaac Stout, devil horns. I think we drew some dicks yeah, as well. <laughs> lots Not, of dicks. Yeah, lots of dicks. <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, graffiti stuff that you'd find in a stall. Um, so essentially the house guests had to, um, me- they got a couple minutes to memorize it because they would then be competing in a competition where they had to answer one, two, or three Based on the questions that I would ask them, mm. so it was how many dicks were on screen, how many uh, eyes were X'd out, yeah, individual eyes or no, how many guests' eyes were okay. because we can't go more than three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like uh, how many, and then the tiebreaker, which we ended up not having to get to, or did we? F- No. I think so. No, I I don't think so. Um, would have been, um, how many letters were present on the screen? Because there were writings next to people's names like No Soul or, like... For Dennis the Ginger. (laughs) 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 Noah had Devil Horns. Hmm. He he took it quite personally. (laughs) Um... Yeah, oh, Eggman. That was... Eggman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so... Oh, and teeth were blocked out as well. Mm -hmm. Lovely, lovely. So, all the... uh, So, Andrew, Dennis, and Noah do this competition, and they all do really well. Yeah. It was, like, the final score where I think... 5 5 out of 7 for Andrew and Dennis and Noah got 6, six out of seven. 7. Very impressive. So Noah was the last house guest to win immunity and I realized that all 3 winners of the HOH competitions were from season 7. Jenna, Owen and Noah all from season 7 and this is when I was like Oh no. Pretty much worst case scenario because if Matthew had been thrown in there instead of Jenna, there might have been a little bit more of a, uh, like a change up. Yeah. Especially when it came down to them choosing the HOH. If Matthew had been up there, he could have pulled some psychological shit like Travis and convinced them to give him HOH, which then would have put the power of the house into the non-Season 7 hands. Yeah. But with three Season seveners as the three immune house guests, they were essentially like, hey, want to work together? Let's just roll a dice to see who's HOH. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, okay. Okay. And they sort of wanted to come up with this sort of, like, long-winded plan about how they determined HOH. But then I think someone just, like, said out that we rolled a dice. I remember that was said, oh, yes, not long later. Their story was that, We made them roll the dice. Oh, instead of Not that they, not that they had free will and that's what they decided. They told everyone that that's what we had planned for them all along. Oh, well, that's a shot at me. That's so (laughs) lazy. (laughs) And they bought it, those assholes. (laughs) But yes, so they rolled the dice and uh, the dice determined that Noah would be the first HOH of MVPs. And I don't know if he actually really wanted it. I mean, none of them wanted it, I don't think. I don't think so. Oh, and having been the first HOH before and it kind of like getting a lot of blood on his hands. Um and well the person he got evicted came back and won. Yeah, so I was so like Oops. he didn't want to risk that again. And I think Noah I think Noah was a little hesitant because it would have been drawing a line in the sand and he would have been the person to do it. To do it. Yeah. Um yeah Jenna Piper might have been the best person because it would she's I think she's a little bit more um Vocal and like sticks to her guns about mm-hmm. things, so she would have been unapologetic, right? Um, but anyway, so Noah is the first head of household, and so then we reveal it to the other house guests. And then another thing the season seveners get to do is take advantage of the head of household bedroom, mm-hmm. which is which had our newly furnished bed and sheets in it and dressers, mm-hmm. and yeah, just looking really nice and cute this season. Um so Noah essentially starts bringing people into his HOH room and it becomes pretty clear that um, Carly and Matthew were like on the outs because despite being, there's the season seven alliance um, that uh, they're all pretty a part of at this point, uh, though there is some discussion of like, Ashley is clearly the like the one, one on the, the outs, outs. Yeah. which is similar to how season seven started. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew and Noah actually had it, a semi-previous, like, r- they had known each other. Um, not not for a long period of time, but, like, they knew each other from, like... They both host their own Big Brothers online, da 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 So, um, that bond was was created and already in place. So Noah and Andrew had an understanding. So that pretty much put Andrew in a safe position. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was pretty much everybody that came into the HOH room would discuss how Dennis was a huge threat, but how they wanted to play the game with him. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing... The only reason everyone from season 7 knew Dennis was because he showed up on season 7. So that's a good that if if you ever play an alumni season in the future and you have the chance to come to a newbie season before one, that is Dennis's entire first part of the game in the season. His respect from the other players came from the fact that they had they they had met him and they had sort of gotten to Know like understand and know him prior mm-hmm. to the season, so and he could suss them out because he watched them all play on their first season. Exactly. So it's like either come in, come and watch them, or really pay attention to what's done in the live feeds because mm-hmm. that's that's essentially Dennis's whole relationship with everyone hinged on that. And everyone said they were like they had none of them had seen Dennis play, but just based on how he had talked to them on the previous season, they were like he's a huge threat. He knows what i talking about. We can't get him out first, kind of thing. So, so that basically left Carly and Matthew basically guaranteed to go on the block. And I just to be like, you and I were, but were very disappointed. Yes, we were like we like we were both secretly kind of pissed. I mean, and that's the thing. It was somebody said it in the later round. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was Andrew or it was somebody. In the season seven alliance, I think I think I know what you're talking about, and I'm pretty sure it was was Dennis. Dennis? Yes, because somebody said, "Yeah," so it was Dennis that must have said, "Like, oh, I feel like if the season seveners just take out everyone, that's really boring, and that's not what anybody wants. That's not what the live feeds want, and it's not what production wants." And and I'm like, accurate. accurate. It's not what production wants. That's the thing we like. We knew that there was a risk of inviting five people back from season seven that they would just team up and get and vote everyone out. We obviously really didn't want that to happen, but but like at, on the flip side, I can't blame them because it's like we you know we're we're give, like you were handed a little bit a bit of an advantage. It would be stupid not to use it as a player. However. We were really, like, we just felt, we kind of felt like shit that we, that we threw, that we, like, that we put Carly and Matthew in the game at a little bit of a disadvantage and it just kind of fucked them. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like that end game of this season, there was a little sense of that everyone had it so easy at the end of it. Like, the people that made it to the end of the season had it so easy. And that was because everyone sort of relied on what they knew. And that's the thing. This isn't the first time this has happened. On All Stars, this happened unexpectedly because people from season two and three and one that I had asked back, I didn't know that they knew each other right. and were going to create this alliance. The only thing that you can hold out hope for is what happened on All Stars. All Stars more or less succeeded in its in its in its gameplay because you and Brett started winning a bunch of shit, putting the people in the giant bloated alliance. Like they didn't have any power. Mm -hmm. So that, so that that's why it was one of those things where it was like this, I mean, Carly and Matthew and the people like Dennis and Andrew, if, if if this season was going to take a turn against the season seveners, they would have had to win stuff and make that decision kind of thing. But unfortunately it seemed like this season they were kind of on the defensive every week. Every week. Yeah. Um, so I, and I was like, I think I'm pretty sure Matthew was told he was going up. I I didn't see it myself, but I was in the room when Noah told Carly that because she did the worst in the toilet paper comp, she was go, she was sure. Jan. Yeah. She was going on the block, which, so I was just like, um, uh, and that's the thing you had your, she hang moment on season five where you were really distraught and frustrated and agitated I had it fucking round one of MVPs. I just felt so bad because I could see and I could get this sense that I knew that if the nomination stayed the same, I knew Carly was going home no matter what. And it... it yeah. And, and, like, she'd come in with this fresh attitude. She was really social, really outgoing, super... And, like... Super funny, and I was just like, God, I miss Carly around. Yeah. Like, I really miss her. She, she was pulling a Jackie, like, every she's everyone's favorite person, but they're all gonna but, get rid but, of but, her anyway. But because she is so social and so likable, she gotta go. I, Jenna literally said that she was like, Carly's gotta go because she's so much fun and everybody likes her that we can't have her around. And I was mm-hmm. just like, fuck. That's why I have hope in the future, if these people are ever on a season together again, uh-huh. it'll work more in her favor. Because there won't be that immediate, like, we don't know you, we'll get you out. There'll yeah. hopefully be that respect there. Yeah. But anyway, so Matthew and Carly get nominated, and we move to the veto competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and the veto competition is called Risky Rewards. So this was, um, this was my sort of take on switching up the prize punishment comp. Typically on a season, it's either the prize swap competition or a, like, silent auction prize punishment bidding competition. In this one, um, I had seen this on, there was a season, I don't know, I think it was, um, it might it have been Big Brother 15, um, where there were these punishment cards um, that people had to go find worth points, but you had to accept the punishment on the card if you were to use it in your total. So, I had the idea of using playing cards and attaching to the kings, queens, and jacks being worth the most points. Um, Actually, jacks I decided were worth the least, were worth zero. Mm -hmm. So, the kings and queens were punishments. They were worth the most points, but you'd have to take the punishment if you use the card in your total. Um, Meanwhile, jacks would be worth prizes, but they'd be worth jack all being zero. Mm -hmm. So, essentially, what you would do is you would run each round and collect three cards, bring them back to your station. And you would, um, reveal your total, the sum of all three cards put together, and whoever had the lowest number at the end of each round would be eliminated. Yes. Um, then some of the cards would go back into distribution, but not the, pro- not the punishment or prize ones they were out as soon as they were claimed. So, um, this, yeah, this was an interesting one, because it's kind of a thing where it's like, if you're safe or immune or don't feel like you're going on the block what's the point of taking any punishment cards, right? Yeah. And um but I feel like everyone was so hectic and panicked in this competition that I don't think anyone really thought that through. Because Dennis took a bunch of punishments and he wasn't even well, he could have been the replacement nominee. Maybe that was going through his mind. Maybe. Um that was also another twist was that I remember the three immune players were so paranoid that they would that nominations would change. And I remember being sitting there being like, oh God, you don't even know that None of you get to play in the veto. Like oh, wow. that was a conscious choice this season, where I said because the last couple seasons, and I know all stars, someone was properly backdoored first, and I was like, the first HOH comp um, with the three separate comps. That was a way for me to be like, everyone got to participate without like dropping a cup for two seconds and then being out. Right. It was the way everyone could play in a comp, and so I wanted that to extend to the veto competition. Your MVPs, you all get to compete in the veto competition. That the, the people that are in danger. So I was like, those three immune players are the three that get to sit out. And I remember this it just being so ironic that they kept coming up to me, being like, so do we get to like play? Like so. they kept like sort of asking about oh the veto comp, the veto comp, the veto comp. And I was just like oh fuck, like I can't tell you. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like you're gonna think that I'm doing this on purpose. And I was like no, this is just how it's going to be because I want. I don't want anyone to get properly backdoored. That's just on this season specifically. Yeah. On any other season, it's fine. That's just the way it is. But I was like, this season is all about you being the best of the best. So I didn't want it to be like, oh, you sat out, bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um. So the comp goes. The the comp. I uh, think uh, it's like people get eliminated slowly but surely. Um. The last three are Dennis, Matthew, and Carly. I'm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 And I feel a little bad for Carly. She. Not that she missed I think she misunderstood a little bit because she, she, she thought it was only one round. And she, and she did win the first round. She did she did have the highest score in the first round and then I, and she was like, "So I win?" And I was like, "No, it's it's round by round." And she was like, "Fuck." And I was like, "It's okay. You could you could like it's a fresh slate, so it doesn't mean you can't win." Exactly. And she was doing very well. Yeah, it's just like that the, the, like as the number of cards started to dwindle the the, the totals got lower and lower. Yeah. So Carly ended up coming in third, and so it came down to Dennis and Matthew, and Matthew pulls out the win. Yes. His very first veto comp ever, despite being an HOH slayer on his original season, he never won a veto ever. And there you go. He won a veto, and that meant that he wasn't going to be the first person voted out two seasons in a row, so I was very happy for him. Exactly. Um, Um, Yeah. And that's the thing. I I feel like he would have been actually fine if he had stayed on the block, because Ashley was campaigning pretty hard to make sure that he didn't go home first. And I feel like people were actually very respectful of that. And Matthew was pretty vocal about being, like, saying, like, hey, I was voted out first. I yes. And, I, and Jenna was going around saying that she wanted Carly out. Exactly. So. Well, and it's all about how you play your information. Because it's, like, on um, No Exit, Michelle was like, I was voted out first on All Stars. Like, she wasn't talking about... They don't, weren't talking about how well they did on their original mm-hmm. season. So, it's funny with information you provide to other people. Yeah. Um. So... Oh, but, so, there were some prizes and punishments that went around as well. There were. So, Matthew, even though he won the veto, and that meant that he was coming off the block and he was safe for the round, it meant he couldn't vote, and a big one was he couldn't participate in the next HOH, which is like, ooh, like, yeah, you you saved yourself this round, but next round is gonna be dicey if the wrong person wins HOH. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Dennis got some good prizes and some punishments. And actually, <laughs> one of his prizes was to take off a punishment, so that yes. worked out, Which was, I think, not competing in the next veto, which... What based on what we know after the fact would have been a huge problem. Yeah, for him. so he definitely picked the right punishment to nullify. He did get uh, the punishment of the silly costume of the season, which was the 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 nerd. Did, was there a specific name for that? No, I, it was just like the BB High nerd. I yeah. think, or something like that. And he had like a kick me sign and some dorky glasses so and a big bow tie and, and suspenders. Or yeah, something. and the white shirt. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, it was cute. It was a cute costume. Yeah, it had a lot of aspects to it. Um. Yeah, so a good one Dennis got, a good prize Dennis took, was also seeing the competition line up for the rest of the day, of day one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he could see what competitions were coming up. I don't really know if that factored into much of the rest of his gameplay the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But it was just something interesting that we decided to throw in there to see if it really would change or matter at all. Yeah. Oh, I know Matthew got slop and we made it grosser slop than last season. Melody was like, mm, more slop, please. Uh, this time, Matthew... What, what was it? It was like canned rice pudding and an oat- oat- an oatmeal and a- oatmeal apple oatmeal yeah. yeah and uh I don't think he liked it oh, no. <laughs> oh and Carly poor thing had to carry around weights and twerk to throw that ass <laughs> in a, a circle. circle yes which became like the theme song it stuck around it became like the theme song and like a really like great heartwarming moment of season one was Carly having to twerk and not being able to do it and Jenna being like no this is how you twerk and them just like I have a video of them just like twerking together and it was it was a really cute moment <laughs> So, um, afterwards, uh, Matthew, um, uses the power of veto on himself, and I think that there was a little bit of discussion about who should be the replacement nominee, um, but... Noah essentially just decided that it was Ashley. I mean, he had a personal vendetta against her this season. (laughs) Apparently. I didn't know. I didn't really know about that, but I was like, I guess, um, well, she didn't win that HOH that voted him out, but when he found out, this is back on season seven, when top five, she had a plan to backdoor Noah, uh, that stuck with him. That really stuck with him. That really stuck with him. That was a core memory. (laughs) Definitely. Absolutely. Um, so Ashley gets nominated as a replacement nominee and, um, I was like, that's the thing. Matthew can't vote, and, um, the, the only, and, like, that's the thing, the only, w- like, it would have been, even if Andrew and Dennis and Matthew, if Matthew could have voted, the three of them banned together, the season seveners still held the numbers, it's a three to three, it would have been a tie, Carly was pretty Carly much was toast yeah. from here on, so... So, Carly, unfortunately, by a vote of five to zero, was the first house guest evicted from the game. Yeah. Which was and sad. Was really sad. Like, I, we were both really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Carly, if you're listening, like, we love you. We'll have you back anytime. And even though you were the first person evicted on MVPs, you're still a legend and an icon in this Big Brother backyard. Yeah. Still one of the best runner ups to have ever played the game. Yeah. Six comps on season three. Legend status achieved. Yes. Um, so, uh, the... Just to backtrack a little bit, the, um, uh, immunity and three-part HOH twist was part of a scheduled school event that, uh, popped up on a chalkboard. This season, that was sort of the twists. Um, the, uh, second one that pops up was essentially about detention and sending a player that you don't trust to detention for the round. Mm. So... The this was revealed right before the second HOH competition, and everyone had to privately go into the HOH room and essentially vote again mm-hmm. about who they wanted to um, get sent to detention for the round where they wouldn't be able to do anything. Yes. Um. So every uh, the, the vote was what it, it was, was like, like four to two to one or something, and it was four votes for Andrew, two votes for Ashley. Yeah, and like one vote for Dennis or something. Yeah, or Me- Dennis or Melody. Yes, yeah, some, something like that. Because no one voted for Matthew because they all knew he couldn't play in the next Hoh competition. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the twist of this round was that the house guest who was voted to go to detention, they wouldn't be able to play in the Hoh or the veto. Therefore, they could not be nominated in any way, shape, or form. And you were basically handing immunity to one player. Surprise! Because they were just, like, gone for the round. Yes. So, by a vote of 4-2-1, to to Andrew was voted the house guest that nobody wanted to play, like, well, wanted to send to detention. So, Andrew gets sent to detention, and we reveal that he's actually safe for the round. Mm -hmm. And actually, that could have made things a lot more interesting in this HOH competition, because... Andrew, as a super fan, has a great memory, and Ashley has, like, an eidetic memory Mm -hmm. when it comes to stuff. So, the second HOH competition... Oh, I love this one so much. It's called... What is it called? Reputation Presentation. Yes. And so, just uh, in our nights hanging out, Kevin and I, we found um, this old training video for this fast food chain called Hardee's, which is only in America. Um, and it's from the, I think the early 90s or maybe the late 80s or something. And it's just, it's run by, it's run by this girl called Hope. And she has this really funny, like, North Dakota accent. And she's like, hi, I'm Hope. And, and, uh, this is, and she just, like, takes her job at Hardee's, like, really, really seriously. And it's just a very funny video. And so we decided to use that, um, fast food training video as the uh, next head of household competition so everybody would watch the training video and then they would be quizzed about what was said and what happened in the video now it's it's a very funny video the thing was everybody was talking and giggling and joking around during the entire thing and I was kind of like guys you know that we're not just showing you this for funsies like like there's a comp about this competition why are you all talking through it and i thought about saying that and maybe even restarting the video but i was like you know what this is mvps they should know that this is a challenge and um if they want to talk through it and not listen and not pay attention that's on them baby so we just let them we just let them talk and kiki through the video and we we're going to see what happens <laughs> So, the competition was A or B style, and if you got the question right, you stayed, and if you got the question wrong, you were eliminated. So, it truly... The length of this competition truly depended on how well the houseguests answered the questions. Yep. First question, like, boom. Half of them are out. Four of them are out. So, then we move on to the second question, and there was only, like, two people left in this competition. I think there were... I think. I think, like, a bunch of people were eliminated with the first question, and then I think Dennis was eliminated in the second question, so that left... Ash, or is that, or is that literally it? That's it. I think oh, that was literally it? I think only two questions were played, or like, or they both got the second question right, and then they were eliminated on the third question. And that's the thing. We went through the questions, the, the questions we didn't get to ask afterwards with Ashley, and she knew every answer. She knew every answer. And postseason- or maybe after day one, I went through these questions with, An- I quizzed Andrew on these questions just because he didn't get to play in it, and I wanted to see how he would have done. He got every single one right as well. So if it had been Andrew and Ashley in this competition together, it might have gone to tie break, which would have been very exciting. But instead, Ashley won it lickety split. And that's the thing, I feel like this was, <laughs> this was season seven's worst fear. Yep. Because like, while she's in the fold, she's... The wild card that they were, like, kind of, like, damn it about. Yeah, I know. And she, this whole time, had campaigned to make sure Matthew was going to stay. And so, that was someone she wasn't going to put up. And that's the thing. I think this was the round that kind of defined the season. Because I, Ashley essentially got steamrolled and didn't hold strong enough to her guns. Be, because it completely dictated... Oh, yeah. Her downfall. She got, her HOH got totally influenced and basically hijacked by her alliance that didn't even really care about her in the game. Yeah. I mean, that's brutal to say, but like, I, I mean, after, after day, like, Ashley and I both have both talked about it and we were, and I was just like, girl, this was, I was like, that, that was one of the worst HOHs I have ever seen. And she was like, I know. So, spoiler alert, Ashley's... This week goes tits up for Ashley big time. So, pretty much, Noah, Jenna, Dennis, everyone... Owen. like Like, everyone just keeps coming into Ashley's room and is like, Hey, you should put up Matthew. And, and Ashley's like, Ugh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, and I, I, But I promised I won't put up anyone from season seven. And they're all like, Okay... But she secretly, I think, confided to Noah. She says, "I do have a backdoor target," and it was like, "Oh, and I don't, I don't remember ever hearing who it was." Mm-hmm. But we can infer who it was yes. after this week. But so I think essentially what happened was season seven decided for her that they were like, <laughs> "You're going to put up Matthew and Dennis. Mm-hmm. If nominations stay the same, we'll vote out Dennis. We swear, we swear." And um, and if the veto's used, you can go after your backdoor target. Essentially and i think this was oh this was owen um i think cuz I, I i think owen and ashley had re- or well ashley thought that they had a really like a really tight um like one on one session together yes because she said afterwards that owen was her vo- her like voice of reason the person that would always be telling her the truth which <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah okay. So, but yes, this, I feel like Owen was really the one steer, steering her ship with this HOH. So, yes, they talk her into putting up Dennis and Matthew, and I was like, girl, mm. if you put up like, if you put a Matthew, this isn't gonna work out the yeah. way you think. So, that's what she does. Yep. Um, and meanwhile, this round, the only person I feel like that actually had Ashley's back, which was kind of evident later on, was Melody. Because, Mm -hmm. during the prize and punishment competition, Melody won um, a clue to a secret power in the house. Now, she showed the clue to Ashley and asked for her help in finding it. The clue on the back wall were all of these icons about different classes that you would see in high school. And on the clue it said, Classes cover the walls of the Big Brother house, but one appears to be missing... Can you, da, da 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 like, can you uh, figure out which one it is and get the power for yourself? And next to that wall is an alcove that had a giant geography book on it, mm. and it says geography on the side. Um, so, Ashley pretty much walked Melody over, I was actually here to see this, walked her over to the thing, I mean, like, here. They opened it up, and inside of it was the BYBB High Hall Pass. This power gave the holder the, uh, the ability to not be put up as a replacement nominee. So it sucks if you're on the block, but if you use the power of Edo on yourself and you know an ally could be the replacement, you can give it to them. Or if you're just not on the block and you think you're going to be the replacement, you can negate it. The H.O.H. then has to pick another person to take your place. I think it's a really good power, too, because it's not super all-powerful. It's not a coup d'etat. Um, and it's not like, yeah, it's not like it completely takes everything off the railroad tracks, but it's, it, it has, it's like a singular use, like, it covers one person. And, um, yeah, it's just like, if you feel like you're going to be back, you're going to be backdoored, you can shut that down. So, I I think it was a perfect power. I think it's a good one. Because it doesn't fuck the HOH over, it just inconveniences that. Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. But at the same time, yeah. And that's the thing, which, so... I questioned whether to put this power on the season. It was it was the la- it was actually the most last minute thing that was done this season. Mm. And the only reason I did it was because I was like, sure. I was like, let's just throw a semi ish power onto a season, especially when the season has round by round twists like it did. Because that was a thing. Deep freeze, no exit. Um, and deep freeze and no exit uh, had just these round by round. Twists that would try to fuck with everybody, and uh, MVPs had that too. So I didn't want there to be this other random like here's the diamond veto to throw things off even more. So right, right. So so that happened. So I feel like Melody had Ashley's back. Yeah. See. Yeah. I guess. I guess, I guess you're right. So who kind of was in possession of that power? Was it Ashley or was it Melody? I, Ashley? Ashley, Ashley. Ashley had it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Ashley had it. Mm-hmm. Um. So um. That that was the thing. I feel like that Ashley kind of found it so she took it even though melody i think melody was the one that had the the clue i'm pretty sure i I was like i would have to like maybe do some research like i have to like look at the chart for that because those those prizes and punishments can be a little bit oh no i think ashley it was ashley actually oh okay so never mind all right whatever melody won some craft beer um (laughs) oh yeah melody got some beer yeah so anyway so, uh, so ashley must have uh, gone to Melody and been like, can you help me find this? That's and I, Melody right. was the one that found it, which is why she felt like, oh, like, you were, with the, you were the one with the clue, but I was the one that helped you find it, so shouldn't I have it? Like, it was this whole sort of contentious thing between them. It'll, like, it will, well, like, it, that comes to a head later. Yeah. Um, so, we move into the veto competition, and it's Dennis and Matthew on the block, and this comp is the first time the knockout comp will be a veto competition. Ooh. And it's called Serving Veto. Yeah. And so, in this competition, on the screen are four stacks of colored cups. You have colored stacks of cups in front of you, and you can only use one of your hands to move the cups from stack to stack. Um, they can only touch each stack. You can't put them off to the side. And you have to make the stacks in front of you match the sequence of colors that's on the screen. Red cup, yellow cup, green cup, green cup, blue cup, blue cup, red, like, like stuff like that. Yeah. So, I feel like there was a little bit of a learning curve here. There was a bit of, um, there was definitely an advantage in not playing in the first round and kind of watching how it's done once. That's fair. I, I think, I think people kind of got it as the rounds went on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. That's that, that the breaks. That's what happens when you, and that's the thing. It's fair because the two people to face off at the beginning of the comp are always chosen at random. Yes. So not, it's not like the HOH picks. Yes. Exactly. So... This competition, uh, I went. I loved this. Guy. This was like one of my favorite competitions of the season. I think it was so good. I think everyone really loved it. Um, and it was amazing to see Dennis just beating people round after round after round after round. Matthew definitely held held his own. Matthew won uh, like a round or two as well. Did a great job. Yeah. And so final round, I think, was Noah and Dennis, and Dennis won the power of veto. Mm-hmm. So while this took out the target that Ashley had in mind. It allowed her to go after her backdoor target. Yes. Which turned out to be Jenna. Jenna. I thought it was going to be Noah because Noah had just put her up as the replacement nominee round one. So why wouldn't she do the same to him round two? I don't... And actually, the reason for that is because they were all in her fucking ear (laughs) telling her not to do it. Uh, I guess. I don't know why. She... Like, I thought she was going to put up Noah. Yeah. Uh, But no, it was Jenna. She puts up Jenna... And the House tells her that they're going to vote Jenna out like she wants, and that Matthew will stay. And in a vote of four to zero, because Andrew's uh, Andrew's gone. Okay, oh, yeah, Andrew's we, not voting. Matthew is evicted. Owen lied to her. Noah lied to her. I, I, I guess Matthew... Uh, I guess Melody lied to her. I don't know yeah, what happened. Yeah. And Dennis... I think didn't want Matthew out. I think Dennis was was down to vote out some season fivers, uh, season seveners, because he's not a season sevener, and more and more outsiders are getting voted out. Yeah, but he just knew that the numbers weren't there, and so he just had to kind of roll with it too. I know that was I know that was the thing on week one as well, and also like you said, like we said, he was very hesitant. He like he was very hesitant about voting out all of the non season seveners. Obviously, exactly. Because, I mean, because, like, the string was going to come to an end at some point. Like, there's only so many people. Yeah. So, that puts us into a really interesting situation going into the next week. And the twist for the next week being one of the best ones Oh. Oh, this worked out so well. So, Andrew comes back from, um... From detention. From detention. Thank you. I was like from the chokey? from Matilda. I don't remember. <laughs> and the third and final um, s- uh, school ske- scheduled school event on the chalkboard comes up, and it is all about the buddy system and about you know having a bestie and like you know having their back and rider sh- rider dies working together. Is this technically though after the hoh though? Because it doesn't affect him. Oh, that is true. That is true. So. Uh, We move on to the HOH competition, and it is called Social Circles. And it is a competition-style bracket that we had done in Season 4, except we did it with a birdie and a uh, badminton racket. Yeah. Where in an opening ranking round, you score as many points as you can. With a bocce ball. It's a bocce ball rolling comp. Yes. And you, based on the number that you get in the ranking round... You are ranked. And if you get the highest score in the ranking round, you. It's actually not a competition style bracket. I guess it's more of like a. It's almost like a final boss type bracket. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. if you get the highest score in the ranking round, you get put in the final round of the HOH competition. Mm-hmm. And if you get the worst score in the ranking round, you essentially have to battle your way up from person to person to person. When we did this on season four, it actually ended up being really anticlimactic because every single person who was higher ranked beat the person above them, including the HOH. So it was just like six, fifth beat sixth, fourth beat fifth, blah, 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 blah. This season, it was really interesting because Melody got the highest score and Uh, Owen and Jenna had the worst scores. scores. And right from the get-go, like, they started... Did Jenna beat Owen? I think, yes. Jenna beat Owen, even though she had the worst. She did the worst in the first round. Ah, and then Andrew just beat... Subsequently beat every other person until it was him and Melody at the end of the competition. So they were rolling three bocce balls into these circles that had different high school clicks on them. And the high school cliques, depending on how, like, great they're perceived, uh, are worth different points. Yes. And Melody was really good at that. She, she was she was rolling some really high scores, but I think she might have gotten a zero on one of her rolls or something. And Andrew beat her in the final round, and he went from being in detention round two to being HOH round three. Very impressive. He's And I, I was like, I just felt like he was navigating the... The 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 alliances really really well. He had that secret in with Noah that we didn't know about, and I was just like all, and I was just like from being immune round two to um, being hoh round three. I was like Andrew's Andrew's doing a good job. Yeah, and that's the thing. This was the round where someone from season seven needed to go home. Needed to, and that's the thing for Andrew to navigate this <laughs> round. And not be a pariah afterwards was, I think, important. Yes. So, that's when the chalkboard twist happens, and it is revealed that the house guests will have ten minutes to decide, amongst the six players who are not HOH, three th- three pairings of two people that they have to be in, because this entire round will be played in duos. Mm-hmm. They will all compete in the veto competition together, two house guests will win the power veto, and a pairing will sit on the block together no matter what. So... Jackie is here at this point, <laughs> and she's living for everything. And it's so amazing to see her. Yeah, I was so happy to, to have Jackie. Here. So because she, she's like MIA on social media most of the time, yeah. So you're always you always message her. Hey, Big Brothers, this weekend, love to see you. And she doesn't respond, and then she'll just show yeah, up. She'll just show up, and I, or she'll she she messaged me out of the blue that that morning, being like, Hey, I'm at Shoppers. Want anything? And I was just like, ah, no. <laughs> Yeah, we really had the best of everyone here because yes. the fact like Dahlia was here, Pez was here, and And Carly and Dennis were playing and Jackie Mm -hmm. was here. Like we were really, it was was really aces. Yeah. So, so they're all sitting downstairs and Ashley turns to Dennis and goes, do you want to be my partner? And Dennis turns away from her and turns to Melody and goes, do you want to be my partner? And I could not, I wasn't downstairs for this. I heard about it because Jackie comes running Up the stairs outside and goes, Kevin, I have to tell you what just happened. You need to know what just happened. And I'm like, okay. And she was living for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ooh. Ashley's kind of left out in the cold here. Uh, uh, and she gets paired with Jenna. Mm-hmm. The person she tried to door. Yeah, cute. cute. Um, Dennis and Melody become a partnership. And Owen and Noah become a partnership. Yep. So... The veto competition this round is called Taste and Replace. Mm. This is my... I know we... I feel like we're saying about every comp, but this is my favorite comp of the season. Yeah? Yes. And that's the thing. This competition took a lot of planning, and that's why we essentially asked everyone what their allergies were this season, because it was um, food-based, and it was something that was sort of in theory that I really wanted to do, but I was like, I don't know if this will work, especially... We had to be very COVID safe with it, so I was like, we had to get new cups for every round and and um, g- give new glasses of water. Like there, there was just a lot of there's a, a, mo- a lot of parts prep. in this one, but it worked out that it was in pairs. We only had to reset this comp three times because yes. of this. Yes. So because Andrew was at head of household, he and not nice. in a partnership, he didn't get to play in this competition. Uh-huh. That's two rounds in a row now. He's like, good thing he's still here because yeah. he didn't get to play in like anything. Um, so. The competition is that the, the players had to come down and in front of them would be a bunch of dyed juices in little champagne cups. What they had to do was to drink from the cups and figure out which two cups had the same juice in them, despite being dyed completely different colors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they didn't have to figure out the flavor. They just need to figure out that the flavors matched. Um, but that's the thing. On one side, one person had five. On the other side, the other person had five. They they could only verbally communicate. You couldn't drink your your partner's juice and be like, "Yeah, that's right, that is the same thing." Yeah. So it's all about the trust and also the communication of what was in the cup. Then they had platforms in front of them of like, "Okay, I'm I'm putting my my strawberry one on the pink one, just just and you put your strawberry one on the pink one." The the platform color didn't really matter. It was just about matching them. Yeah. So, this one was really interesting, and I was just like, it was interesting to see people's um, strategies sort of going into yeah, it. Yeah, it's tough, because also, the power of suggestion is hella strong. Because if your partner is like, this tastes like strawberry, and you're like... I don't know, this might taste like strawberry, and, and your partner's like, it, it is, it is, it's gotta be, and you're like, yeah, okay, I guess it is, like, I don't know. Well, like, the amount of people who said, this is cream soda, and this is root beer, they were all fruit-flavored sodas. Like, low sugar, no sugar, fruit-flavored sodas, there were no pop flavors included. No. So it's funny how many people were like, this, this is, is Red root Bull. Be- yeah, <laughs> this is root bull, this is root beer, this is cream <laughs> soda, and it's like... Uh, the one thing people kept saying which was accurate was this tastes aspartame and it yes. was like yeah it does. I, I mean a few of those I I tasted some of them a few, the strawberry kiwi one was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> so um sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Um the so we do the comp and Owen and Noah get two out of five matched. Yes. Uh Jenna and Ashley move very quickly. Um, because obviously, um, the, uh, the amount of matches is what determines who wins, and if there's a tie, then time breaks the tie. So Jenna and Ashley do it very quickly. I feel like no second guessing. They're just like, yeah, it's this, it's this, it's this. So they they definitely go by far the fastest, but they are hella inaccurate and only got one right. Yes, and then Dennis and Melody, they're they're the slowest team possibly. They must be. Yeah, but they get three out of five correct. And win the power of veto together. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where there was a lot of feffing about this week. You think? Yeah. Because the word of Ashley's power had gotten around. Ah. And Noah and Owen were shitting their pants. Right. That if um they were like, can can um can Ashley and Jenna give their power to someone else or they were trying to get Ashley to give her power to Owen and Noah just in case what happens if Dennis and Melody used the veto on Ashley and Jenna? Could Noah and Owen block it? There was all this thing and I had to like this was kind of production's worst case scenario because I was like oh fuck a team that wasn't on the block won the veto and they're not the team that has the power. So I pretty much had to come to the conclusion that if That sequence of events played through that Dennis and Melody used the veto on Ashley and Jenna and Ashley gave her power to Noah and Owen and they blocked it. It would essentially negate everything. Which means that Ashley and Jenna would stay on the block, which means why the fuck would Ashley give it ...to that other team if it meant that it would be used and she'd stay on the block. Yes, and Noah and Owen were shitting their pants because if Ashley didn't give them the power... ...and Dennis and Melody used the veto and Ashley, did, Owen and Noah would have automatically been the replacement. Which is what they should have done because Owen and Noah are a power couple... ...and the opportunity to backdoor them and get one of them out would have been incredible. And that's the thing, I feel like Melody was the reason why maybe Dennis didn't do this or they were kind of in agreement. But, if Melody had seen one hour into the future, <laughs> she might have decided to it. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah, definitely, if they wanted to play cutthroat and vicious, they would have used that fucking veto and forced one of Owen or Noah to get voted out that round. Yeah. Which would have been fucking incredible. Yeah. So, Dennis and Melody essentially decide, though, not to use the power veto, sealing Ashley and Jenna on the block. Yes. This is, this round is juicy. This is probably the best round of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And so there was this whole thing where, like, we were all pretty much, everyone that was on the outside was like, okay, well, Ashley's going to go home. Yeah. This is pretty obvious because she- She's on the outs anyway. She's on the outs anyways. They fucked her HOH and she was nominated the first week. Like, they're going to keep Jenna again, probably. Yeah. Um. And so all of a sudden we're sitting at the eviction and- Eitan comes to me with the binder. Oh man, this was so weird. Because, okay, like, first Owen comes in, and, sorry, how how did the votes go? It's Oh no, first Owen comes in and votes for Jenna. And I'm like, hmm, that's kind of weird. And then Noah comes in and votes for Ashley. And I'm like... What, and I was like, okay, we knew that he really wanted to d- make it further than her this season. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then Melody comes in and votes for Jenna to go, and I was like, what is ha- I, what is happening? And he said, that's something I thought I would never see in my life. I never thought I would see, especially considering that they were such a strong duo on season 7, I never in my life ever thought that I would see one of them vote for the other one out. Um, but, Melody voted for Jenna, and I was like, so I guess Jenna's going? And then Dennis comes in, and I have no idea what he's gonna do, and he votes for Ashley. And I was like, alright, I guess it's a tie, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So you bring the binder out to me, and I read it, and I'm like... I know! Especially because, and that's the thing, I had figured that Ashley's fate was sealed, because at this point, I was under the impression that Andrew and Noah were final two. So I knew that Andrew was going to do whatever Noah was going to do. Yeah. So if Noah had told him he was voting on Ashley, then Andrew probably would have voted on Ashley anyways. Yeah. So, also I think Andrew and Jenna were having like long conversations on the front steps like all the time. Mm. So I reveal that it's a tie. Andrew's a little like, what the fuck? Kind of thing. And like, I feel like everyone's kind of like, what, what the, the hell? Fuck? Who voted for who? Like it was kind of, it was like, it was- The whole house was really confused. Yeah. So Andrew stands and unfortunately evicts Ashley- who leaves with her power? With her power, she's like, "Fine, bitches, none of you get this." Yeah, man, that was crazy. That was crazy because, um, yeah, nobody knew, nobody knew what the hell happened. Nope, and who, fl- who flipped? What the plan was? Who lied? I don't know, man. Like why did did Owen and Melody think they had a third vote? Like did they think they had Jen, Jen, uh, uh, Dennis's vote? Like why would you make it a tie unless you were trying to save face? Like it was very weird. Yeah, it was. So, we move into round 4 with everybody all types of weird. And um the 4th HOH competition is um called Hunker Down. Which, this was a take on a no-exit competition that was called Going Batty, where essentially you have an object that's related to the season on top of a large wooden stick, and you have cubes balanced on that shape, um, and you have to sort of keep your hand extended and out and make sure that the cu- you don't shake the cubes off. Um, this This one kind of was a little bit messy on no-exit, but... It was amazing on MVPs. I was so happy. It was like the competition lived up to its expectations 100%. -hmm. So everyone has a book on top of their stick, their hands outstretched, their hand at the bottom of the stick and have their cubes on top. And the goal is to get to 15 minutes and have the most cubes left out of everybody. If we get to 15 minutes and there are multiple people with the same amount of cubes, then we just go to sudden death from there. Right. Um... At, through the course of it, uh, J- Jenna, this is such a time thing. Jenna dropped hers at like a minute in, all of her cubes, all, all at once, all, out of nowhere, all at once. And everyone's perception of the event was that it happened like ten seconds into the competition. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. It happened, I believe, fifty-two seconds into the competition. <laughs> but um, I was just like, "What just happened?" <laughs> and yeah, and like you said, it wasn't even. It wasn't just like one or two cubes. It was like all five. Just gone, <laughs> just gone. She she might as well just turn the stick upside down. <laughs> um, uh, my impression was that I thought Melody had this one in the bag because, bitch, she was astral projecting. She had her eyes closed. She was she was she was on another plane. Um, yeah, she had her eyes closed. Her arm was totally still. Those those cubes didn't look like they were going anywhere. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, everyone seemed, everyone else seemed very, very solid. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. Melanie drops one or, two. one or two, one or two, uh, like 10 minutes in or something. Yeah. So we get to 15 minutes and, uh, Noah, Owen and Dennis have all their cubes. So from there we are going to sudden death. Mm-hmm. And and time goes on, time goes on, time goes on, and all of a sudden Noah's just like, it's like a ghost, just like oh, yeah. flung his off out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, out of nowhere, yeah, Noah drops a bunch of his cubes out of one, all at once, and so mm-hmm. he's out. So Dennis and Owen are left, and I think they're, Dennis tries to... A few times to, to try and make some sort of deal with mm-hmm. Owen, uh, just being like... Let me win, and I won't. And And you will not be nominated. Be nominated, and I feel like Owen just kind of stonewalls him. Maybe he's trying. He does. He just stonewalls him. Stonewalls him. Just says nothing. Maybe he's trying to concentrate. Um, but I do feel like you can still hear. Like you can at least respond. True. No response. And I feel like Owen was kind of like I haven't won anything at this point. Like I need to win something. Yeah. Um. So a little bit more time goes by, and Dennis finally drops. Continuing his coming in second at HOHs, which which becomes a factor going forward. Um, Owen wins head of household, and it is double eviction speed round. Snappy, snappy. That's right. So Owen unfortunately has to make some quick decisions. He doesn't get a long time to think about it. So right off the bat, he puts up Dennis and Jenna. Yes, uh, clearly um, he's uh, he's still good with his uh, with some of his season seveners like Noah and Melody. Um, and he's, it seems like Owen, Noah, and Andrew, like, like, Owen and Noah are tight, and Noah and Andrew are tight, and so they've all kind of, bl- the three of them kind of blend together through kind of, like, Noah as kind of the glue bringing the two of them together. Yeah. So, it's like, maybe that's why Owen didn't take the deal with Dennis, was that he wanted him, he out, wanted him out Yeah, probably. So, yeah, probably. So, uh, we move into the... Quick veto competition. It is called the BYBBB, which is a spelling bee competition. Um, each round, um, there is a beehive that appears on the screen with a series of letters. Um, in every beehive, you have you have access to every single uh, vowel, vowel. Um, and then there's just random consonants. The twist in the competition is that you can only use each letter once. Yes. So. The person who spells the shortest word at the end of each round is eliminated. But there are only four rounds, so in the final round, the final three, whoever spells the longest word wins the veto. Yes, and I think if there's a, if there's a tie for word length, then it's in order of who locked in their word first. Exactly. exactly. Now, uh, Noah, uh, I remember round one. Noah's out first because he misspells gallon gallons because he thinks there are. There's only one L and there's two. Oh. so, yeah, so hes so he's out round one because he uh, he misspelled his word, and then I think Owen is maybe out oh, r- Owen's second because he spells Murphy, which is not a which word is a pro, which is a pronoun, a proper noun, a proper noun, and that's the thing. um, this is the first of two times where Owen loses the competition out of overzealousness. mm mm-hmm. And it's going to happen... It's going to happen in re- on day two. But, yeah, so... Owen's randomly out second, even though Jenna spells, like, a two-letter word, mm-hmm. and, like, and like manages to make it through. So, in the end, Andrew wins the power of Vito. hmm And this is kind of like a Brandon Season 5 moment. Um, Andrew, you know... Needs to take some time and and think about it. He's and not he's not on the block. He's not on the block, so he could use this veto and be safe himself, kind of force the HOH to decide. And it's kind of yeah, an Aaron like an Aaron, Amy, Joseph situation from season five. It's the exact same thing. It's pretty much the exact same thing. So Andrew decides to use the veto on Dennis with, and and he says in his speech that it's like, there's too many season seveners around. And this guarantees that like... Another one will go home. Yeah, because there'll be two of you on the block. Genius move. Genius move. Uh, Yeah, no, it's it's so smart. There's nothing lamer, especially when it's final six and you have the ability to force somebody on the block. Um, then to, to just be like no, no, thank you, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this was genius. So Andrew using the power veto on Dennis guarantees that Dennis will come off, and a season sevener will go up with Jenna, forcing another se- season sevener, whoever it is, to be to be evicted. Yeah, and then Dennis is like in his uh, in his debt kind of thing. Exactly. So Andrew uses the power veto on Dennis, and and Owen has to decide in that moment to put up either noah or melody his two closest allies mm-hmm. um so he obviously is way closer to noah at this point so he puts up melody and now i remember though he was silent for like he was silent and just kind of like s- silently stressing out for a good like i think like 20 seconds and i think you you were like oh and we need a decision from you to this pull the julie w- chen on him like, yeah. we need a decision And so he was just like, fuck, Melody. And I feel like he also knew... Yeah, it was the same thing as season five, where it's like, he also basically knew whoever his replacement is, is basically getting evicted. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, because in this situation it was implied that Andrew and Dennis would vote together no matter what. But it's funny because little did anyone know is that Noah and Andrew were working together. So with Melody going on the block, Noah and Andrew actually had the power to keep anybody. So it's interesting that they decided to vote out Melody, Melody. when that vote came back because but that's the thing I was on the ins and I knew that Noah and Andrew were working together. So I was like, okay, they're gonna get rid of Jenna. Because Melody's in on this alliance with with, with everybody else. Um, And I was shocked when you came back with the thing, and it was unanimous to get rid of Melody. And she went home, and I was like, "Oh, wow!" So by a vote of three to zero, Melody was voted out. And I, like, I wonder if 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 the tie vote from the last week had anything to do with this kind of uncertainty and confusion, because uh, Melody voted for Jenna, and she ended up she was end she ended up on the wrong side of that vote. So I wonder if that had something to do with it or not. I'm still. Kind of confused about all of that. That's fair. Um, but yeah, and it's a shame because we like we were both like I was. I had along with Andrew. I was like Melody's really cruising along. Like she's playing a really good game. Possibly even she she was playing even maybe a better game than she was on season seven. And that's the thing. Melody has this great ability to not win comps, and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, it she's, doesn't matter. she's she's one of the great social players. Of like she she. And that's the thing. Maybe this this time was kind of the proof that maybe she needs to win at least one thing to have a little bit of power. I mean, she won, she won the joint veto the week before, but didn't she didn't t- make a move with it. Yeah. So I, maybe that's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And this is the point where we end day one, but Melody getting evicted could have been prevented had Ashley given her the hall pass. Hence... The drama of day two. Yes. So I was like, I feel like there were some words spoken after day one was done during our little party sesh, because I think Melody was kind of pissed. She was like, hey, I could, this could have been completely avoided had you just given me that power. Mm -hmm. It's really day two is when it, like the morning of day two is when it all comes to head. Yeah. Um... But uh yeah, it was intense. It was, was intense. intense. And so leaving day one, it was it was very interesting to see where everyone was at. Jenna had pretty much cashed in all of her safe weeks on season <laughs> seven, for nom weeks on she she had never not been on the block of her own like she was immune and then was on the block every week at this point. So yeah. it's like crazy. Um so then we have, we, have the, we have our little jury group who I kind of feel like are all, not all bitter. I feel like Carly was kind of like whatever. Yeah. And like Matthew and Carly were like, we understand why we were voted out. But Ashley and Melody were kind of like pissed about it. Yeah. So it was going to be very interesting to see who was going to come back the next day. I remember Owen came to us and went, I'm outgoing HOH at the end of day one again. again. Why did I put myself in this position again? And I was like, yeah. girl, I don't know. I don't know. It was, But it's so funny how you and I both have two now memories of winners coming up to us at the end of day one and just like saying something so profound. Like Owen being like, I think I fucked myself again. <laughs> and Dahlia coming up to us going, how am I still here? <laughs> That's so, that moment is so good. And us being like, I don't know. I don't know, girl. <laughs> Your game is trash right now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so a very interesting. I was just happy that. Some people from season seven got voted out. Nothing personal. I just, I'm just happy that finally, like the the non-season seveners were starting it to fight back. Going over. into day two, it was three to two. Yeah, like we actually yeah, it had it evened out. Yeah. It evened out. Two season sixers and well, five slash sixers had made it to the to day two. So and yeah, I ca- honestly I just remembered that Dennis and Andrew were both from season six. I know, and I feel like on this season they had little, so little to do with each other. Yeah, I <laughs> honestly just remembered that. <laughs> um. So, day 2 rolls around. We start a little earlier, no drama with anyone showing up, just how we like it. Yeah. Um and so, we uh I let Aton and his group take the uh active players to the park mm-hmm. to do the little round table and relax while I run the battleback contestants through the battleback competition. Yes. So, uh on my end, um it was pretty straightforward. I know that um like Owen and Noah um, we're pretty nervous about. Mel- we certainly pretty nervous about Melody and Ashley coming. Basically, they didn't want anybody back because uh, because they knew that Carly and Matthew felt uh, felt pissed off and felt like the, a little. Their whole game was a little hopeless just because they got they got. Picked off by other season seveners, and then Ashley and Jenna. Ashley, they they totally derailed her hoh and fucked her and voted her out the very next round. And then Ashley, in that crazy twist, I mean, um, melody melody in that crazy twist got voted out um, last on day one, so they weren't too happy either. And um, they, they they were basically obviously they were they were the ones kind of. Um, Putting forward the, let's just vote out whoever um, comes back immediately. Um, and, and that's the thing. If I was ever on the season and, like, people said that, it's like, you would de- I was like, there was definitely that part of me that was like, I would go along with it. But the idea of it is so lame. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> and I'm very impressed and very proud that that's actually only happened once in 11 seasons have they actually just re-voted out the comeback person. And the only reason it happened on season two was because mm-hmm. the one person... Person that would that it would have happened, one HOH, like the HOH who voted out that person originally, one HOH again, and was like, nah, 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 nah." that's true, yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so the fact that so I, but like, that's the thing, I was like, you know, it's only happened once in 10 seasons, and I actually kind of thought that I was like, yeah, I actually kind of buy it, I actually think it could happen this time around because enough of the majority of the people still left in the game. Don't want anybody back in the game, and they all seem pretty solid right now. So um, I actually thought that for that there was a very high chance that um, it was going to be carried through, and whoever what whoever did come back would actually just get revoted out. I actually thought I actually kind of I actually kind of bought it. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Um, So we move into the battle back competition, which is called um, making the grade. And this was a hard one. I, 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 tr- I almost last minute made it a little easier, but it was kind of hard to gauge how well people would do at it. Essentially, in the competition, you would compete one at a time, and there were a, a 12 graded tests on the on the table um, in different columns. You essentially had to move the tests from column to column so that in each row, three there's four columns and three rows. You had to get the 3 um, tests in the column to add up to the grade point average at the bottom of the, uh, at the bottom of the page. And so you had to shift the tests around to make sure those numbers added up. You were given a calculator and a piece of paper to do your math on and were and and to work it out. Um so uh they they all sort of did it one by one and Matthew did a pretty good job. He did it in 6 minutes. I saw him work through it. There was just sort of like a, like, like, I thought, okay, that's, that's the standard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Melody and Carly, unfortunately, it was just like, nothing was working. It was just, everything was wrong. They, they, they just kept, kept kind of moving things around and it wasn't adding up. It was really a tough one because I think there was a little bit of luck involved with how, um, If you got one right, it made doing the other so much easier. Right. And it was just about, like, struggling to get that first one. Ashley got it on the first try, which was a little bit of luck and I I think a little bit of skill. It was was a 50-50 thing where I think she lined up the right pages that kind of a couple were high, a couple were low. My strategy would have been to figure out what the total needed to be by—you have to just multiply the grade point average by three and you get a total number.
1: Oh. That's how you would just a, add it
0: up. Yeah. So Whoa. it's like what can add up to 256?
1: Mhm. What
0: can mm-hmm. add up to 241? Like that's that's the strategy that I don't think anyone implemented. It was mm-hmm. a lot more trial and error. Mm-hmm. So Ashley finishes it in 3 minutes and 1 second. Wow. So 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 2 minutes and 59 seconds faster than Matthew. Wow. I think like everyone kind of knew because she was in and out of there so quickly, right? And that's the thing when Ashley did it, I don't think Carly and uh, uh, Melody had done it yet, so I didn't like have her sit around and wait downstairs to, to just to, to keep up that illusion because right. I didn't th- I didn't know what the standard was for it yet, right? So she went out there and was like, and they were like, oh fuck! After they finished it, they were like, yeah, there's no way. So Ashley comes back mm-hmm. to the competition. And everyone's kind of like, oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, now they're really going to vote her out immediately. I was, like, I was like, I don't see why they wouldn't just re-vote her out. I feel like, like I said, I feel like the five people that were still in the game were all relatively solid. Yeah, Dennis was kind of the target um, last night in the last round. But I was just like, Ashley has clearly established herself as kind of... Being a little bit on the outs here, so I was like, "Yeah, I could definitely see her just getting revoted out." Yeah, and so that's the thing. What I think happened here was when she came back, the only person that she gravitated towards was Owen because Owen was the only person to keep her in the vote. Right. Owen actually, of all the people, it was kind of like when Barb came back on Deep Freeze with you. You were like, "That's the one person that's not mad at me," and Owen. Owen, I don't think had any. Shouldn't have felt stressed about Ashley coming back about Ashley coming back because it was like. I can say that I tried to keep you. Like, I don't know why you'd be mad at me, so... Yeah, yeah. So, Ashley comes back, and then everyone competes in a true or false competition called In the Rumor Mill. This is pretty much a purely, like, stats competition about things that have happened um, throughout day one. And so, you have to answer true or false about statements about... uh, I heard a rumor that four people have been nominated for eviction this season. Or um, I heard a rumor that Andrew sat out of two HOHs in a, or two vetoes in a row. And like, and you get scores. It's not everyone did really well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like these, this proves that they are alumni <laughs> getting like, we're getting high sixes and five sixes and set perfect scores on here. And I think Noah wins the comp with a perfect score. I believe. Is this a tiebreaker one with Dennis? Yes, yes. Because Dennis comes in second at another HOH competition, mm-hmm. and I remember just being like,
1: "Oh my god!"
0: <laughs> it would be the most frustrating thing, just as a person, and mm-hmm. for that to happen nonstop. So I've only played in one tiebreaker, and I lost it too. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so Noah wins head of household, um, and I'm pretty sure. Like this, that's the thing. He's got an, uh, he's got an alliance with Owen. He's got an alliance with Andrew, and. Um, and that's the thing, there's this whole, like, I think he, like, respects Dennis, but I think the Black Door plot was essentially in motion from the start of this round. Mm-hmm. So, naturally, from the start, he puts up Ashley and Jenna. He just puts up the girls, the girl he wants out, and the girl that's been the... The, the, the bo- block. The, the block The block bitch. Is yeah. Is what Chantel used to call people. Yeah, you know, the somebody's block. gotta be the block bitch, and I guess it's Jenna this season. <laughs> so, um, so... He puts them both up, and we move on to the veto, which naturally is the Otev. Yeah, even though it's an MVP season, we gotta have Otev. Yes, yeah, so the Otev competition this season is called Otev's Tardy Party, and there are late slips scattered all over the driveway with different house guests, Big Brother personalities, and other people's names on them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> always gotta, I think I, I always throw in a Shima in there. <laughs> Just gotta represent. <laughs> So naturally, as this competition entails, you would, um, one by one, I will read uh, the Otev rhyme. You run and get that answer. If you get an incorrect answer or are the last person to a platform, you get eliminated. So this competition goes one by one. People get eliminated until we are down to the final three. And Dennis helps Jenna get the answer. For the second last question. Uh-huh. And he got it too. Which means, who came it in for it? Was front? it Andrew? Yeah, maybe Andrew. Was eliminated. Mm-hmm. So that brings us down to and uh, Dennis versus Jenna. Jenna in the final round of OTAV. hmm And it was like, oh, like, they're helping each other. Like, oh, I, I, like, is, and this is what I was thinking as the person standing, like, I can't see the driveway. I only hear that they were helping each other through the rest of production. I was looking down the driveway, and especially for that last round, I was like, oh, Dennis is helping Jenna. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there going, De- Jenna's going to let Dennis win the veto, and he's going to use it on her to take her off the block. And he'll be safe, too, because he won the veto. Which means that Owen automatic... Or not Owen. Uh, Owen or... Andrew. Andrew would have to go on the block. Which, Brilliant which plan. makes sense. Brilliant, Brilliant plan. Great great plan. So, I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, this is like season seven. Things are going to get spicy this yeah. week. yeah. yeah so, yeah. then... The, the round happens and Jenna wins the veto. Jenna comes back with Jenna comes back down the driveway with the correct answer and she wins Otev. And I've got to say it was it was a great. She was in shock. She was panting. She was in shock. She's a humongous Big Brother fan, and for her to win Otev. Was was pretty amazing. It was a, it was really uh, it was really beautiful to see. Honestly, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. I mean, like with the people that have won it in the past, I feel like it means a lot to some people. I wouldn't know. I've never won out. <laughs> uh, but good. But I mean, Jenna was really proud of proud of herself, and as she should be. Good, like good for her. So then, this makes things a little bit more interesting because I was like, oh, so is this plan not the case? And based on what you listen to, and so then. All of this behind the scenes stuff starts to happen Uh where Noah in the HOH room is essentially like, I want to get rid of Dennis, but there's this subplot of, this is the last round Ashley's power can be used. So in order to make it look like Noah and Owen aren't working together, I think they tell, I don't know if Noah tells Ashley or Owen tells Ashley, how it works out is that I don't know if maybe Ashley's made to believe this, but the lie—the the, lie—is that Owen's the replacement nominee, right? And Ashley won't, doesn't want that to happen. She's the—he's the only person that she's close to, right? And maybe they're like, "Give us this power, and because because you're clearly staying on the block, give us this power, and you'll stay in the game." That I think that was also thrown out there—that yeah. you give us this power, we will ensure that you do not go home, right? So. Um, it's so, it's essentially a moot point, because Noah had no intention of getting yeah. Owen out. I didn't know this was happening, I, and, like, I I wish, we'll get to what happens, but I was in shock that this happened, and then when you were like, dude, all of that was fake, I was like, what? Like, what is happening? I was so confused. Uh, yeah, it's like, you kind of balance the, the expectation of, like, oh, this would have been epic had it been real, but then you kind of sit back and are like... I mean, it's kind of cool that they came up with this lie, but, like, the fact that it was fabricated made it less of an iconic moment kind of thing. But it's cool that, like, I still lived for the melodrama. Exactly. So, we get to the veto meeting, and Jenna takes herself off the block, and Noah nominates Owen, who pulls out the BYBB hall pass, and says, you can't nominate me. Which means that Dennis has to go on the block. Yes, and I remember Owen is all, like... Owen oh, is all like, um, thanks a lot, Noah, but actually you can't nominate me. And Noah's like, um, okay, well, um, this is unplanned, but I guess, uh, I guess I'll have to put up Dennis. And I was like, oh my God, this is all fake. Ah! <laughs> it was And the Oscar goes <laughs> to. Yeah. So Dennis ends up on the block next to Ashley, and now is kind of the test of- what were they telling Ashley the truth? Or is she about to get Bobo the second Bobo time? Bobo the, bu- bu- the fool times two. Yeah, the fool, shame on me. So uh, we go to the vote. And I guess, I mean, I felt like this was coming. Ash- at, while Ashley is unpredictable, that narrative of Dennis being fun to play with, but too much of a threat, I feel like was the deciding factor in the fact that they were like, No, he needs to go now. He's won two vetoes in a row. He's a very good and well-respected player. And he almost won Otev. He, ironically, Dennis got evicted in the same way that Dennis got Miri evicted on season six. Miri almost beat Dennis at Otev, and he voted her out in a tiebreaker because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this is, so this is the second time now that Dennis has come in sixth getting voted out. um, Getting voted out... first First on day two and I was like oh man like and he was doing really well but um yeah it was um just all of that craziness of him of of what of what went down in the Otev in the uh, in the Otev game of him helping Jenna just for it all to kind of blow up in his face and him to get voted out that round was pretty crazy if I was Dennis I that would have been the deciding factor of me being like I'm not voting for you in the end to so Jenna. I would have been like, you. Fu- I, fu- I put my neck out right for you and you fucked me over. Yeah. yeah. So, th- so Dennis gets evicted and that's, it's like, it was rough. It was tough to see, yeah. but especially with so many second place, like he got evicted around. He came in second at both comps. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's, it's the bitter sweetness of it. Yeah. So the next, HO- just bitter, not sweet. <laughs> <laughs> the next HOH competition is called pop drop. This competition went through so many drafts. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It was originally supposed to be, like, on Big Brother, like, the competition that uh, Jeff won on um, Season 11, and I think Alex um, on um, Season 18, um, Petty Alex? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. She the blonde girl. Um, she won in a double eviction night, where you drop the pop cans into tubes, or you drop something into at least a bottle From or something. From a height. That's right. what we were going to do on the deck. And there was just too much uncertainty with whether or not people could get the stuff in whatever vessel we provided. So, it was ultimately decided... We watched... It was a minute to win it on YouTube. There was this competition where... um, All of these people had a bowl filled with water in front of them, a plate floating on the water, and they had to balance pop cans on top of it while the, you know, the platform would shake and move around because it's floating on top of water. And you had to get so many pop cans to stack up. And we tested this out. Originally, it was going to be six pop cans. and We realized that was impossible. I could not. I, I was testing it out. I could not do six. They did six in the video we watched. I could not. I could not do it. So we did, we decided five was good enough, and that we would scatter the pop cans around the backyard so that there was a little bit of, like, running involved to make it a little bit more difficult. So, naturally, as we kind of start to, we've been doing this more recently, that, like, final five is kind of like a face-off HOH. Because even though there's final five, only four are playing because there's one outgoing HOH. Yeah. So Dennis actually would get to decide the who was facing off in each round, and so he placed the girls against the girls and the boys against the boys. Is that really how it happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It was Ashley and Jenna. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So Ashley and Jenna face off against each other, and Jenna won.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: Andrew and Owen faced off against each other, mm-hmm. and Andrew won. Mm-hmm. And they were both pretty straightforward rounds. Like, person was like, Bruh! got got their stuff up, mm-hmm. done. The final round, oh, you could not have freaking scripted it better. Mm-hmm. We say go. They both grab their pop cans, start to raise their towers. They fall. They and raise they're... their towers. They fall. Wobble, wobble, wobble. Reset the plate. Like, it was just, like, thing after thing after thing of, like, yes! This is so good! Yeah. And Jenna wins HOH. Yeah, and that's two, not only competitions in a row that Jenna has now won, but two Physi- like highly physical running competitions that she won, and I was like, "Damn, this is like the new dawn of Jenna from being the block bitch to a comp beast within a blink of an eye." I was like, "Okay," and it was okay. really nice to like not have she doesn't have to worry about being on the block. Period. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Done, 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 done. So Jenna wins HOH, and this was gonna be really interesting. This is where I started to sticking to the contestants. Like, like, gr- like I was like stuck to them. Mm. I was like, I want to know. I need to know one. Yeah. And that's the thing. There were so many turning parts to this. That I actually started to ask questions. Because based on the five that were left, I knew Ashley was on the bottom of the totem pole. But I had firmly convinced myself that Noah and Andrew were final two, no matter what. That was an unbreakable bond. That Owen was getting played by Noah. And that Jenna... Jenna was kind of there. So when I asked... Well, Jen- Jenna was there because she was good with everyone. Right, like I said, her and Andrew had had long conversations, and she time. had a very so- and she was, she was had a, she had a great social game for sure. So when she was she and. Owen went into the HOH bedroom and started hugging and jumping up and down, and I said to them, congratulations, you both have officially made it further than you did the first time. Owen, if you go home this round, you came in fifth instead of sixth, and Jenna, you just made it sure that you can't come in fifth again. Right. And they were like, I know, we know, we're like, woo! And I was like, oh, that that conversation that they had together, I was like, they're the pair. Uh-huh. Now it makes sense, but then I was like, why did... I want to try to vote her out. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I was like, I still don't understand. So, so it was pretty obvious that like, like Jenna brought in and just like blew smoke up Ashley's ass. That was kind of all that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the thing. Jenna was like, I am loyal to the season seven alliance that we came up with week one with the immune people. So I'm not putting Noah and Owen up. And I said, like, okay, so that dictated Jenna nominated Ashley, Ashley and Andrew. Andrew. And this is where I was just sort of like, I mean, I guess Noah and, or, or Owen Had made Jenna feel more secure and higher up on the totem pole than she really was because I like if Jenna knew where she really was in everyone's placement, I think she should have shook things up and made a bigger move, tried to get out. Um, uh, Like I get, I mean it's it's all it's all hindsight and it's relative. Like it's tough because Noah on season seven made that bloody decision and it almost worked out for him. But yeah, what Jenna should have done was put up Noah and Owen, but it's so hard to just be like, fuck yeah, you! Yeah, like... be like, sorry, but I'm uh, stabbing you in the back. Exactly. Yeah. So this round could have been interesting. Um, so, because with Ashley and Andrew on the block, the veto competition- Could mm. have changed a lot. Mm. Could have changed a lot. Um, and it was the face morph competition. Yeah. And so this was called a Picture Day. Um, also a late addition to the season, because- uh, it looks, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, and you're always hesitant to do a face morph because it's a lot of work. And what if we have late uh, late minute dropouts and late minute new entries? That's more, you have to change all of the photos. Exactly. So, yeah. So this season, it was like really bad 80s picture day photos where the eyes and the mouth had been removed and replaced with the mouth of one house guest and the eyes of another house guest. And so you had to pretty much identify who the two house guests were. Um, one by one, you would do this comp and you would only get to move on to the next morph once you figured out the current morph. Uh, yes. So, um, uh, everyone, this was a hard one. Everyone struggled with this. No one was as good as the people from the past, I would say. Mm. Because, especially for the fact that, um, a couple people didn't finish all the morphs by the time their time ran out. And Noah thought that he did so bad Because his time was so long. Right. he actually won the competition. Well, this was the comp that Owen was just, like, doing it at a goddamn snail's pace. I was like, bro, you know there's a time limit, right? And actually, we should backtrack. Owen came in third at the veto competition, Otev, because he got overzealous and picked Carly's name without listening to the clue full through. Right. So another moment where Owen... And so this was the point where I was like, Owen's, like, sputtering...
1: And, I think, in comps, and for yeah. me,
0: I think he's getting played by Noah. So I was just kind of like, I written Owen off at that point, actually, right. as, as a possible candidate for the win. Ah. Yeah. So the veto comp, Noah shockingly wins the veto um, just on the final five, just like he did the first time. Securing so yep. that he would not be backdoored, not that I think that was the plan at all. But it puts him in a position this season, similar to the one that he was in on five, where he could change. This is the round that you could force somebody onto the block. If he had done this on season seven, he would have forced Josh on the block and he could have gotten rid of Josh. Mm. Therefore, fixing all of his problems the rest of the season. (laughs) This season, so he has the choice of Andrew and Ashley. For me, I thought he and Andrew are final two and Owen's getting played. This is the week that they take out Owen or they just make sure Owen goes up and Ashley... And Ashley gets voted out anyways. Right. Especially with the narrative that they tried to push the previous round of Noah trying to get Owen out. Wouldn't it make sense for the narrative for Noah to continue that? Even right. if it wasn't a, like, legitimate thing. And what I found out later was that Andrew was... Andrew and Noah and Owen were a final three. Right, so it right. wouldn't have mattered if they'd forced Owen onto the block because they were going to keep him no matter what. Right. So I'm surprised they didn't just do it for like the like. For the show. For the show. Yeah. Right. Just to really confuse people because like I was already confused at this point. <laughs> Me too. Um, so, uh, Noah wins the veto and actually doesn't use it. So mm-hmm. Ashley and Andrew stay on the block. hmm. And yeah, I think we were both pretty like, yeah, I think Ashley, I think, I think. I don't. I don't see why they would um, turn on Andrew out of nowhere. There were too many moving parts to decide if if Owen had decided I want to keep Ashley and get rid of Andrew, he would have needed to convince Jenna to break the tie. There was right. just too much risk involved. in Yeah, that. and then if you tried it and it failed, then ooh, the next round would have been dicey. Exactly. So by a vote of two to zero, Ashley is evicted from the Big Brother house again having never voted the whole season. (laughs) Because she was either HOH or on the block. Which ends up being a deciding factor in the veto competition the following round. So, when we move to Final Four, um, the competition is called Smack Talk. Also a late addition to the season. I did not want to do this competition because... I had to pay attention to what people said. Right. And it means I would have had to go back and look at videotapes and make sure that things that people said weren't too obvious or predictable. Or or, or boring. Boring! Yeah. And so whatever, decided to do it anyways. Um, so, um, I remember sitting in the bedroom with you and Dolly. Dolly was like laying on the bed and we were going over footage of what things that people said uh-huh. and it was things from veto ceremonies, nomination ceremonies, and evictions. Those were the three things that we could pull video from. I couldn't pull things from competitions, which actually was the original concept for the comp was that like smack talk that people would say during comps, but it's just too hard to pay attention to things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. we pulled stuff from the videotapes that we had and wrote them down. And I remember you thinking that this was going to be a piece of cake comp. I thought this comp was super easy. Um, and also, well, like, and also, um, Jenna, all the time, to- those three rounds in a row that she was on the block, her, like, please save me speeches were these long, crazy, weird speeches where she was like, I'll cut," like, if you want to cuddle me, I'll cuddle you. And uh, if you stay, then party. And if we, I was just like, what the but if there were, the, yeah, these long, I love weird, that she went Italian all of a sudden, like, <laughs> you know, if you do it, I'll save you later. Yo, no, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But there was, it was some, uh, yeah. I just thought Jenna had these long, weird, funny, memorable quotes. And I was just like, I don't know. I just, like, looking at it, I was like, this is going to be super easy. Yeah, apparently not. Apparently not. It was actually a good, good comp. A lot of people got, like, there was, uh, the the... Think the final score was like five out of seven, maybe was the winning score. So in the end, Andrew won the uh, final four head of household competition, That's similar to the way he did on season six. Right. Giving him absolutely no power in the eviction this week. That is true. So um, naturally, as as most HOHs final four do. Andrew put up the two people that he did not want to go home. Yes. so he just put up Noah and Owen, knowing that didn't matter. Everyone was on board to voting out Jenna. Mm-hmm. I was still sort of nervous about Owen getting played. I thought he was getting played, and I thought Jenna would be someone easy to beat in the final three. Um, so, I and I had written him off at this point. So I was like, no. There's no <laughs> I was like, I was like, there's well, a chance that there's Owen a will chance go. Owen will go home. We get to the veto competition and. Uh, Jenna and Owen do okay, and Andrew is on his way to doing, possibly winning, but that first fucking question, the first question, the, the veto competition is called, um, it's called Yearbook Bulletins, and it's, each page is a house guest from the season that is blacked out, so you don't know who it is, but you have to figure out who it is based on three, um, most likely to, uh superlatives that apply to that person. Um, there are only seven pages. So that means that two house guests aren't actually used in the book. The first page, one of the superlatives was never voted. Mm. And everyone thought that that was Matthew or Carly. Right. They were and like, I mean, it could have been. Yeah. And so I, Andrew went through the whole book page by page forward. I said, you have one incorrect. He goes through the book backwards. You have one incorrect. He goes through the page forward. And I'm like, you still have one incorrect. He finally goes back to page one and goes, did Ashley vote? And he's like, how the fuck didn't she vote? She was here till final five. And I remember being really like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, in the end, Noah smokes everyone at this. Um, the, the other times were like nine, seven, six minutes. Noah won the win with one minute and 58 seconds. Owen finally stepped a little bit. I know, I remember he came in second. Owen Owen did come in second. Owen did come in second. But, um, yes, Noah smoked everyone and won the veto. So, Noah wins the veto and takes himself off the block. Jenna goes up. And then it becomes more of a... I'm like, oh, yeah. Getting Owen out this week, I was like, I don't know if Noah would do that. Mm Because he would lose his vote, probably. Mm -hmm. So... There was this, and I heard them talking, there was this whole thing of, like, Jenna was the person who, despite her recent success, they were like, she's too liked by the jury. She is. Everyone whole, loved her, yeah. It's that whole fourth place is always the person that's, like, too liked by the jury. So, mm-hmm. Jenna gets evicted by Noah single-handedly and comes in fourth place. hmm And the jury is not happy. Oh, yeah. Well... All of day two, no matter what happened, whether it was nominations or evictions, Melody, from the jury from Ghost Town, kept saying, Oh, wow, what a surprise. Oh, wow, never saw that coming. And it was just like, oh. And, I, I like, when that kept happening, I was like, oh, this this final two, like, jury deliberation is going to be uh, muy caliente for sure. Because uh, <laughs> Melody was not impressed. Well, and is this the point where she was not impressed with Ashley? That was at the beginning of day two. That was oh. right at the beginning of day two. That they had a very long, um, intense discussion about um, why Ashley did not give her the um give her the special power after ashley had been evicted round three which then would have prevented melody from getting evicted round four and then ashley ironically not that either one of them knew this would have probably come back anyways which would have been good for them yeah okay so interesting yeah 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 um so we move into the final final three round and um the first part of the uh three-part hoh competition is called uh, graduation day Each house guest has a diploma secured with a ring around it and two metal, two sticks, two wooden sticks that they have to lock the ring into place with holding up the diploma. At no time are they allowed to touch the diploma and they have to make sure that the ring and the diploma do not fall to the ground. So it is classic endurance competition. Mm -hmm. This competition, um, it was really good. I didn't know how long it would last. I didn't know whether or not it was too easy. It was too hard. Um, and actually, ended up proving to be like the perfect amount of time. Mm. It was about eight minutes before, um, uh, was it? No, was no or Owen fell, and then the other one fell at around eleven minutes. So it only took eleven minutes for Andrew to win the endurance competition, which I'm impressive. sure made him very happy because on season six. When he found out that originally the gauntlet, which was part one of the final HOH, was endurance and not a gauntlet, he was like, no, I wanted an endurance. I would have won endurance. And I was like, well... well you, I guess he finally proved himself. He proved it this time. Very yeah. impressive. And meanwhile, so uh, while this is going on, obviously I take the rest of the jury um, to dinner. A real dinner? Yeah? Yeah. To the poor real, house. Oh, Yeah, to the poorhouse, Yeah, where we typically go. That was... And I gotta say, I really missed... Having the jury over at a pub over some drinks and good food, talking about the game, what they felt. Um, <laughs> Melody was mad, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, Carl, Like it was. It's it's always hard when you're like the first or second jur- uh, like jury member because it's a bit like I don't know. So much happened after the game, like after I was voted out, that like it's hard for me to like feel one way or the other. So they were kind of open for discussion. But I will say. There was a lot of, even from the jury that was from Season 7, a lot of irritation, a lot of um, uh, sour feelings about the other Season 7ers, Owen and, Owen and Noah, just about how they came in with a bit of, a, of an advantage, being the majority of the players were from that season, how they kind of used it to their advantage. Obviously, thankfully, things shook up uh, after Round 2, but... Um, I know Dennis was kind of, like, not super impressed. Neither was Melody. Um, Jenna had a great attitude. Jenna was, like, Jenna was just super proud of her own game and proud of everyone. Um, But I will say the overwhelming feeling, and I was so happy to see this, was everybody—literally everybody was rooting for Andrew. If Andrew made it to final two— it might have been a 7-0, no matter who he was sitting with. Maybe maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but there was no doubt in my mind that so many people were rooting for Andrew, and if he had a spot in that final two, he was going to win. And I was just like, that was such a... It was a different person from season six. Season six was, if he had been in the final two with Jackie or Abby, he would have lost 7-0. Yes. Um... Completely, the the jury was a hundred percent on his side this time. He got along well. He had a positive attitude. He was playing a great social game. He was winning competitions. He had two HOHs and a veto under his like under his belt. Um, and I just seeing him play, I was really impressed with his gameplay. He he did a great job, one hundred percent, great job. You know the immortal words of Jackie. Must have stuck with them. The school shooter, uh, nowhere to be seen. <laughs> and also, I've got to say, just having Jackie around, it was re- from them being bitter nemesises, nemesis nemesi from mm-hmm. us season six. It was just nice to see Jackie sit 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 on the sidelines and watch Andrew and see how far he's come and really be proud of him and root for him too. It was really nice to see. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, back at the house, we do part two of the final HOH, which was called Banner Breakdown, and it was a competition recap of the season, where on the screen, there was, um, the first panel was the seven HOH competitions, and on the second panel were the seven veto competitions. On the HOH screen... There were facts about each competition, but not the competition name. You had to match the competition name banner to the fact about it for for first the HOHs and then for the vetoes. And based on how many you got right, you would win the comp. And if if both players got the same score, we'd go to time. Andrew did this and he was slow and nice and methodical and he figured it out and it was done. And I was like, okay, good. He did it in about uh, six minutes and I was like, okay, this is good. Wait, are you talking about part two? This is part two. So Andrew was. Oh, sorry, right. Andrew. Sorry, 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 Noah, Noah did okay. it in about six minutes. It was, uh, it was good. It was, yeah. So he did it. Um, and then Owen came in, and like I said, at this point I had kind of written him off. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And so he goes through it, and he puts them all in da 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 da. And then he's he moves on to the second one, puts them all in da 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 da. And then just like done, and it was three minutes. And I was like, what? Andrew, I was like Noah lost part two again. Again. I was like the same type of competition and he lost it to the person who I feel didn't know as much as him. But I was like, Owen, there was a, there was this like subplot of like, apparently Noah had helped Owen study for this. Mm. But at the same time, I was like, I feel like Noah maybe was like, or Owen was maybe like downplaying his strengths in the previous competition. Quite possibly, yeah. So, Owen wins part two of the final HOH and goes against Andrew in part three. Part three is um, the Jury's High School After School Club, which is a competition style um, that we do every alumni season, uh, for the last three seasons at least, where there are um, different plat- themed platforms and you have to move the house guests around on them based on the instructions you're given. Like, move the house guests who played in the first veto competition to the math club. Move the house guests who were replacement nominees this season to the science club. And you go through all the instructions until you get to the eighth one. And wherever the house guests are left, that's where you lock them in. Um, each house guest, if you did everything correctly, the house guests should be in the club that they belong in. And um, if you get the points for how many house guests? All nine, if you are correct. Um, if they're all in the right spot, you get the nine points. And if you and your competitor get all nine, then it goes to time. Once again, Andrew comes in first and does it nice and methodically. He does it done. Owen comes in and does it and is whipping through it and is really impressing me. And it doesn't move Jenna to the right thing on the seventh slide.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, it's over. He done. He's done. And then, the second last, the last slide involves Jenna, and because of that slide, Jenna goes to the right thing. So if that slide hadn't existed, he would have gotten it wrong. And so in the end, they both got a perfect score, and it came down to time. And Owen shockingly wins the final HOH competition. Wow! I mean, from 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 laying low to most of these comps to solidifying it right at the end. Yep. So, um, I was interested, I was like, I I assumed that, I mean, this was pretty obvious because I was like, oh, even if Owen is getting played by Noah, he's still, he's still going to take him to the end. So, so, um, I, but I remember when Andrew was out of the room, I don't, I, and that's the thing, Noah could have been acting during this, but after the season was done, I knew he wasn't. But during this, I was like, oh, it was like, were you guys going to take each other? And they were like, yes, we were obviously. And so then, when it came down to it, Andrew was too well-liked, and at this point, it was similar to All-Stars, where Owen and Noah had figured out that they were not very well-liked, so they were like, yeah, we're gonna take each other, and, like, one of us has to win, kind <laughs> of. it was, like, very much the vibe, yeah. so, Andrew, Owen evicts Andrew in a single-handed vote, and Andrew becomes the last member of the jury, Um, which will be revealed when you get back with everybody. Yeah, so we get back, and there's a a big feeling of nervousness and dread. I feel like we're all talk like, um, I'm asking them if if so-and-so won, then who got voted out. And it's tough to say. I feel like the jury all felt correctly that Owen and Noah were going to take each other. And it's interesting that you thought, um, you thought Owen was the one getting played by Noah apparently I guess it was Andrew. Yeah. Because um, Noah, because we we knew this, that in the end that if Noah had won that final HOH, um, he would have voted out Andrew as well. So, and uh, I remember, I remember asking Noah because this is, because again, or because Noah knew that he was sitting pretty, no matter what, if he won the HOH or if Owen or Andrew won the HOH, he was making final two no matter what. And so I asked him, I was like, you knew that. So I was like, did you throw that final HOH? And he's like, nope, I guess I just genuinely did bad at it. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the jury correctly guessed, and it it was in their best interest for Owen and Noah to take each other because literally nobody, nobody was going to beat Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. So Andrew's revealed, everyone's disappointed, and Jackie gives him a big hug and is just like, dude, like, we were all, it was a Tyra Banks, like, we were all rooting for you, how dare you? <laughs> Which I feel like made him feel good, though. Yeah. Like, he was happy. He, no, he came, he came, like, he high, nothing but high spirits, even after getting voted out. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was just proud of how he did. It didn't really matter whether he won or not at Yeah, and even though on paper, he actually came in, he came in third again, it was the same placement, it was, game-wise, it was nothing like in light years ahead of how he played on season six. Exactly. So, Noah and Owen come down and are revealed as the final two, and, um... And yeah. the jury want to barf. No, I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, the fine, the fine, like, the finale was pretty good. It wasn't, like, that thing, there were some, there were some there was some sourness, but I feel like there were some good questions asked. Um, Carly asked a great one. Well, I was right. like, Carly's question was one of the best ones, yeah, where she had asked um, that there had been, you know... The word on the street is that the jury is very bitter. What did you do to personally cause that to happen? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Which and right. and uh, that that took a, that asked for Noah and Owen for some self-reflection and looking back at their past um, at, the, at their past actions and trying to figure out w- what led to that, which and, I think was great. Yeah, and uh, and so The best, I think the most iconic question of the finale was by Andrew. Okay. Asking Noah, if you had won the final HOH, who would you have taken to the end? And Noah said, Owen. And Andrew says, wrong answer. And sits down. And sits down. And I was like, oh! But like, and like, I get it. And I under, like, Andrew had been freshly evicted, like, not 20 minutes before. But I, I feel like... Maybe I'm getting a little bit too up in the clouds about this. But I feel like the truth can never be the wrong answer. Right? Well, I mean, in this instance, it didn't cost him anything, but still. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was just like... I mean, that was the moment where I was like, oh... I was wrong this whole time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, Noah that was playing Andrew. Not, Owen was not being played by anyone. Like no. Owen and Noah had decided from the moment that they stepped foot in the backyard. That Gay Alliance was real this time. It was real this time and they were going to the end together. So, um, so that's the thing. In the end, they were really even keel across their answers. Yeah. I thought they both I, did a very good job. I honestly didn't know how any, I didn't know how anyone was going to vote. Exactly. Not a single Especially person. Especially that last one. The fact that Andrew had told Noah that he was like that's the wrong answer, but like you, we have we know this about Andrew was that Andrew has this dying moral code that when he offers his allegiance to somebody, no matter what they do to him, they'll vote he'll, he will he'll, never go back on his word about a promise never. So Noah essentially fucked him over, and Andrew was still not gonna not vote for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when everyone went in for the vote, it was very. Up in the air. I don't think anyone knew it was going to happen. I had no idea who and, was going to win. And this season, um, the last couple seasons, I had reviewed the votes prior to bringing them out to everyone. Because I was going to reveal them in a very interesting manner. Like, either forward or backwards. This season, because it was so up in the air, I didn't want to know. Which is, it, unfortunately to my detriment, is I should have done it in reverse order. Because that- it, it would have been the same... Um, up in the air, split vote as season seven, and come down to the last person. Instead, because if we went forward, we the last kind of votes didn't matter again. Um, so, yeah. So, so when and essentially when the vote is revealed, Andrew and Jenna and Dennis all vote for Noah to win the show, mm-hmm. and Ashley wins for Owen. Ashley votes for Owen. Then it comes down to the three players. Who were the first three evicted. Just like on season seven. Mm-hmm. Where did those three people's votes lie? And they decided to vote for Owen. Owen. Yes. And so that with that, Owen has won MVPs. And I think he revealed it in the end that like he was that he was, he didn't need to win a crap ton of competitions because he was so secure game-wise mm. with everyone. He made those connections. He made connections with Ashley. Apparently, late, late in the game, he made a connection with Jenna, um, He all the while having Noah and Andrew in his back pocket the whole time. And so, he was sitting pretty for 75% of the game, at least. Yeah. Which is not to be downplayed. Exactly. With Noah, there was a point where... I had seen Noah in the HOH room just with talking to multiple people. And for me, there was a moment where I was like, he's made too many promises. That he there can't. Was, there was too many people he had pledged his allegiance to. And I feel like that came back to bite him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like Ashley. Ashley's vote was really reason, the key. reason why he didn't win. Because Matthew and Carly going early, I don't think there was anything that he could have done to sway them to a certain degree. Um except for in his final jury speech like they didn't really have enough time to be together other than that final jury speech so i guess owen trumped him in that respect mm-hmm. um but yeah so it was it was a really it was a really close finale and um you know i th- that's the thing I, I i don't know who i would have voted for either so and that's the thing it, you know it's kind of tricky it was like when when you beat dahlia and i felt bad for dahlia afterwards it was like when i genuinely think that both people deserve to win, or we're both equally matched, and, and th- that's definitely the feeling of this yeah, season as well. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the thing. This season continued because Andrew kept his word and voted for Noah. This four seasons running, that third place has not voted for the winner. Really? Yep. Has not happened mm. in four seasons. So it's very, very, very interesting. Interesting concept there. So. <sighs> Yeah, so Owen is crowned the MVP's champion after getting evicted, shockingly, in sixth place on Season 7. He actually won less comps this time than he did on Season 7. But that just proved that he, um, you don't need if you don't need it, you, you don't, don't need, need it. it. Yeah. And so he won with two HOHS and kind of like two and a half HOHS because he did win his competition, his three parter competition week one, and gave himself immunity. That is true. So in my records, I always kind of say he won two and a half HOHS. And the fact that it was just a dice roll that meant he didn't get a household yeah. yeah. marker. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So that brings us to the end of the season. Um, favorite comp? For me, it's Taste and Replace. The one with the drinks and you and your partner have to, um, just through or verbal communication, pair the flavors together. It, it, it sounds a little weird just talking about it. Trust me, you had to be there. It was really cool to watch. Really cool. For me, it was Serving Vito, the cup stacking comp, or Hunker Down, which I feel lived up to its full potential this season as an endurance competition. Okay. And the fact that we made it to the 15-minute mark and had to go to Tiebreaker, and the Tiebreaker sorted itself out nicely, there was no, like, stress of, like, fuck, what do we do to re- remedy this? Right. So I really liked those two comps a lot. Um, PFP... Production's favorite player. This was a tough one because yeah. everyone did a really great job. And honestly, the PFP is not necessarily a person who played the most amazing game or the person who was the, you know, in the game for such a long period of time. I, honestly, for us, I honestly think it was Carly. Yeah. And, that's the thing. and And there's people, like, there's people in the running, like, like... Andrew, Dennis, uh, Matthew. It was so nice to have Matthew back. But, I don't know. Just, like, after this long hiatus, and just seeing Carly back as this, like, new player, and just, like, God, it was just like, God, I fucking miss her. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, lots of people that were up there in the running, and it was a close race, but I think we're going to settle on Carly. Yeah, she kept the jury lively. Yes. She had just, like, such a fun time, just as, like, a person that was there, really rooting on the season. And for asking one of the best jury questions in the finale, mm-hmm. I think she did a really good job. It was her first time, like, actually sitting on the jury. That's true, Because yeah. she wasn't there on Deep Freeze, and she wasn't on the jury on season three. So, so yeah, so that that is definitely uh, our PFP. So, our last order of business oh. is to discuss when our next season will be taking place. Yes. Now, Kevin, as Julie won, um, what, uh, what's running through your mind right now? Well, um, we are planning a winter season <sighs> of Big Brother to hopefully come back in January. Um, there is, however, one twist... And should I say that we aren't working on a new season? Mm -hmm. I should say that Julie number two is working on a new season because for one time and one time only, I will be playing... A season of Big Brother. That's right. Julie number one. Kevin wants to give her a go. Ugh. So you be nice to him, okay? Because I love him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So it's been a long time coming, but we thought, why not? Mm-hmm. And so now that we have sort of a a bunch of competitions and and sort of templates and stuff that Aton can work with, he's been hard at work. I'm pretty sure it's pretty much done. Yep. Um, so... Hopefully we'll be we'll be announcing that season soon, and then casting will begin. Casting mm-hmm. that once again, I don't have to be a part of because oh, I question. can't know this <laughs> time. But yes, that is our exciting announcement. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening, and thanks for reliving MVPs with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed it. It's probably our longest episode yet, but we had a lot to talk about. So uh, thanks again for signing off. I'm Kevin. And I'm Eitan. Thanks
1: for listening.